Hello, podcast. Hi, podcast. Actually, no. Goodbye. Are we in person or Discord? Guess. <laughs> Guess. Guess. <laughs> Guess in the Discord. I'll make a poll. <laughs> yeah. Episode 51. Where were we? No, literally, like, sometimes you can't tell. I think I've said it. The only time you can tell, I think, is when we weren't on FaceTime and it just sounded, like, funny. We hated each other. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't see the facial expressions. There was a lot of read awkward the pauses. <laughs> and it was, like, in the back of our heads, like, do we actually hate each other, question mark? It was also, like, late, wasn't it? Yeah. Or was it the middle of the afternoon? Either or. We were just, like, out of it. <laughs> no, yeah. It wasn't prime time. Prime recording time. Which is now. What is... We haven't recorded in a little bit. No, literally. The last few weeks were crazy Awful. busy. But you had your exams. Yeah, I'm done with school. I'm not. It is currently my exam week. Yeah. I have an exam tomorrow. <laughs> no, I'm done. No, dude. I have my econ final on Thursday. I'm so nervous. I've been talking about this class the whole semester. <laughs> he's the short response guy. He's, he's so scary. But, like, dude, we went to class the other day, our last class before exams, and we have, I don't know if y'all have to do SOTs, student opinion of teaching. Oh, yeah, we have something like it, okay. where you do, like, I forget what they're called. I just do them if they're, like, they give bonus for them. Yeah. Or if it's a bad teacher. <laughs> we did our, like, he, we we got our emails for our SOTs, and he was like, by the way, do them. And he was like, first of all, no one reads them, just so you know. Like, only the professors will read them, and I actually read mine. And I have proof that I read mine. And we were like, what? He showed us a slideshow of his favorite SOTs. He has a hashtag for his SOTs. Half of them are really mean. And the other half is, like, thirsty. <laughs> like, like all half of them were like, yeah, he's a fucking jackass. And, like, one of them literally called him a douchebag. A, uh, what was it? Frat boy-esque. Like, a lot of them came for his haircut. <laughs> like, and then the other half were like, my girlfriend wants to, like, my girlfriend thinks you're hot. Another one was, um, if you weren't married, you could get a lot of tail on this campus. Like, <laughs> he literally went through a PowerPoint presentation of all of these hilarious SOTs. That's good. It was a fucking... <laughs> Ours are called course evaluations. Mm. That's what it is. No, so funny. I love him. I have him next semester at 8 in the morning. What a way to wake up. It was the only time he was available, and I was like, I'm not taking anybody else for econ. Like, if I fail, I fail. Okay, <laughs> move on. <laughs> no, dude. No, dude. My goal would then to be write a good enough SOT to, be to get onto the PowerPoint. A lot of them, some of them were on, like, before they transitioned to the online ones, so some of them were on paper, and people, <laughs> one guy drew a picture of him, like, dying, and I was like, is this a threat? <laughs> oh my god. A lot of them, he, he dresses so well, but, like, weird. Not weird, but, like, he definitely wears, like, pink chinos and, like, Air Forces, I was nice. like, this man dresses well, but, like, with a button-up shirt and a matching bow tie, like, man's looks saucy. <laughs> um, 
And a lot of them came for his fucking pants. <laughs> but there was one, it was definitely a girl, you could tell by her handwriting, and she was like, more colorful pants on uh-huh. test day. Like, <laughs> Turn around more. Like, I was like, oh shit. Y'all aren't even hiding. Like, are they anonymous? Yes. Oh, okay. I was about to say, these people really put it all out here. Ours are anonymous, so I was like, oh yeah, no. no. Yeah. We need to talk about something different so I can cut out our <laughs> angry ranting about our professors. Yeah, it's the end of school year and you can tell. <laughs> it's the end of the school year and you can tell. Um, Some guy tried to get into my car. Oh, yeah, you were supposed to tell me about that. So, 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 I was closing at work and it was me and three other associates. Mm-hmm. I locked the doors and we realized that one of these girls didn't have a ride. So we were standing outside trying to figure out who was going to take her, who was going in that direction. Like, we're not going to... Her parents were, like, 20 minutes away. Yeah. We're like, absolutely not. You're not waiting outside. Like, I will take you to Target mm-hmm. before I leave you outside. And so we finally get that situated. We all scatter to our cars. I get in. I lock my door. My lights are off. I'm sitting there for a second. You know, just, like, connecting my phone to my Bluetooth and stuff. Yeah, buckling. And... I, like, catch movement out of the corner of my eye, but, like, I didn't look. And I'm, like, okay, fine. I'm putting my seatbelt on. I turn on my lights, and there's a guy who had been standing behind the column who came out when my lights came on. Like, I I peeped him. He peeped me, realized that I saw him, and started walking towards my car. And he was about, like, a few feet max. Like, he was close to my car. Oh, and he starts walking to my passenger door. Like, there was no ifs, ands, or buts that that's where he was going. I was the only car in the parking lot. Oh, my God. And he starts coming towards, like, he's about the distance away from me as, like, the mirror is. Like, he's Ew. very close. He's walking towards my door. He, like, reaches his hand out like he's going to try and get in my car. I locked my doors and, like, started to back up. And he changed the direction. Oh, to, like... To continue coming towards my car. He's so fucking close to my car. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm gonna die. Like, I either have to run this man over or I have to get out of here stupid fast. And there's a stop sign. So I pull up to the stop sign. He changes direction a third time in the middle of the street to follow my car on foot Uh -uh. to the stop sign and, like, continues to follow my car. So I sped off, and then I ordered mace. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. That's the But, like, he to... definitely... It was so creepy. It was so creepy. Yeah, that's awful. And I was telling one of the girls at work about it. Um, I, I actually texted our group message that night. I was like, you'll never believe what just happened to me. Like, at first I thought I was crazy because I was like, I'm just jumping to conclusions. I definitely was not. Mans was in a black hoodie and had been behind the column the entire time we were outside. And had not moved. And that was my thing. Because, like, I unlocked my car before I got to it. Because I could see it. He definitely could have gotten into my car before I got to my car. Yeah. Um, But I think think the only reason he didn't was because there was three other people. Yeah. Like, I would have seen him and been able to get away. But, like, he definitely was just chilling. And I was also the only car on that side. The other three were in front of the store. And I was across the street. Um, But he... I texted one of the girls at work about it. And another girl said, like, that she had had, like, not the same experience. But we were talking about how one of our good friends just recently left 
the store we work at and he was a man um who like he had walked me to my car a few times love him love you andy um he (laughs) listens to the podcast love andy hi andy and she was like yeah there was one time i had to ask andy to come get me from my car and i was like why she was like a guy like came up to my window i parked to go into work and a guy came up to my window and when he walked up i locked my doors and he got mad that I locked my doors and tried to open the driver's side door to uh-uh. get to me. In, like, broad daylight in front Ew. of the store. And she had to ask Andy to come get her from the store. That's wild. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, I have friends that'll, like, they're guys, so they weren't taught that, like, you, what you did, you get into the car and you close the door and you lock it before yeah. you do anything Before you even else. start the ignition. And, yeah, no, you the 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 car is locked before anything else you don't sit down and have the door open so like adam or someone will sit down and like yo close the door yeah <laughs> we ain't sitting here like that i don't know why but i think it's just like i don't know it's always a thing girls are told all the like don't do this don't do this don't yeah. do this don't do this to like because girls are usually the targets of things but yeah, yeah so i can i'm like how do you have people not know this no you lock the doors <laughs> no yeah and then when i was texting them they were like one of the girls was like, yeah, never sit in your car for that long. Yeah, no, like, you don't. And, like, I knew that, but, like, I'd never had a bad experience. So she was like, no, you get into the car, you pull away immediately. And I was like, we don't even have the luxury of hooking our phone up to the Bluetooth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was so scary. And I had to I'll go do to the that. ATM I... right after, and I was like, I'm going to get mugged. Like, <laughs> No, we – I always pull away and then, like – stop at the end of my driveway or something or stop before i pull onto the street mm-hmm. from the parking lot and like hook up the bluetooth real fast yeah but like i'd rather be able to like sit there and do it before I'm i pull off for the car with just one button yeah no i have it where i can just like i usually just get into my car and it connects automatically mm-hmm. now because it just no it recognizes my phone yeah. scary oh i had a story to tell you i caught the guitar and i caught i got a guitar yeah, pick me, at the me. concert so <laughs> it was one of their like roadies but like a good friend of theirs who's always at the concert okay. like travels with them it wasn't like the stadium staff or anything uh-huh. i had seen this guy on tiktok before but we had been there for like four hours we were front row mm-hmm. also on the barrier at the ajr concert it was awesome um but waiting for the show to start I kind of made a game out of waving to the guy. Uh-huh. So anytime he was on the side, like, getting stuff ready, because they were out, like, yeah. checking things and moving things where they were supposed to be after the opener. So I was, like, waving to him every time he showed up. And he would wave back to the point where <laughs> we started looking for each other. <laughs> and so he was usually on the sides, though. And then he came out towards the, the show starting and was testing all the instruments. It's mm-hmm. so, like, played the drums and played the keyboard and, like, made sure the the trumpet was where it was supposed to be um check the ukulele and then he played the bass mm-hmm. uh and then was walking back across the stage he wasn't going around the side and so while he was going across i waved like my <laughs> game and he looked at the pick he had just tested the instruments with and looked at me and he was like all right and leaned over and <laughs> gave it to me that's so cool and so then the next time we saw him we just kept giving him hearts and thumbs <laughs> up it was so exciting. He probably felt so appreciated. Yeah, no, I was having a great time, and he would look for us, and we are like, yeah. That's <laughs> so cute. Um, and we had another thing. Gail was the opener, and she the song that blew up on TikTok, the A, B, C, D, E, F, U yeah. song. Uh, her music's really good. I hadn't listened I to any of her other songs. I've only it's, heard that song. Yeah, no. Um, it's I was 
she was super talented Mm -hmm. and her music was really good so i have to go add it to my spotify now but before they came on we had like the perfect angle to see where they were like just standing waiting to come on so i waved like this and she did it back and then i got excited and she got excited and we both started jumping and then the entire pit started jumping (laughs) you started slipping yeah it was beautiful it was like it was one. It was great spots. I was so jelly that y'all got to go to that concert, and but the, now we get to go. Yeah, just now like go. in a month. The we were in front of the box too. You know that there's like two boxes that he can stand up on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One was in front of me, nice. so he was like two feet away over me. It, it was so good. Did you get a high five? Did you touch him? I tried. I could have if I like leaned all the way over. I fucking love them. I any I. I'm tired of pretending AJR isn't good. No, I they're so fun. AJR. I had a friend in high school. He was a fucking asshole. But I, AJR has been my favorite band literally since sophomore year. Like, after The Click came out, I was sold. Yeah. Um, And me and my other friend, Bradley, listened to them a lot. But this other fucking guy, like, roasted us for it until he saw them at, like, Voodoo or Jazz Fest or something. And he was like, no, AJR is so good. And I was like, you fucking poser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, no. I can't. I don't know why they always get that, like, <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, the band kids, like, AJR. Because, yeah, because yeah, band kids know what music is. <laughs> like, they're so good. They understand what's happening in the music. And I don't understand why I'm not they a get band kid. roasted. <laughs> They eight people hate on AJR for no reason. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll be like red flag if your significant other likes AJR. Are you kidding, dude? It's so they're fun, so good. dude. Their shows are crazy too. No, yeah. It's so fun to just even if you don't know the music, it's wild stuff. I'm not gonna spoil it because you're no, going. Yeah, I'm so excited. But um, they do some wild stuff visually, and it's I, so cool. I like this album. I'm so upset that I did not get to see Neo Theater. Neo Theater was crazy. I got to see the like the um. The, what was it called? One Spectacular Night. Yeah. So I got to see some of the stuff, but, like, I didn't get to see it in person. And I wanted to I'm see it so, so bad. Go- I'm so glad I got to go see Nia Theater. I decided the day before, like, got the money to get no there. No fucking shit. Yeah, no, the night before. Because I, I wasn't going to go. Adam was going with a friend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't really, it's a school night. I don't really have a ride. I can maybe go with y'all. And I just wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted to go. And on the way home from school, the day before... The license plate in front of me the letters were ajr yep. like it wasn't a vanity plate or anything it just so happened to be the random letters for ajr and i'm like i'm going Bless. <laughs> and so I, I figured out how to Such go a good band i'm gonna set up a bot in our discord that only plays ajr <laughs> i love just keep AJR. spamming their instagram with the invite until they either join or block us <laughs> <laughs> my dream is to get blocked by ajr on twitter and sam and colby <laughs> i i'm gonna get there one day I was watching Sam and Colby literally last night, and I was thinking, what? We were supposed to watch it last time, and I was so sad we, we didn't no, yeah. get to. But I was like, one of these days, these boys are going to block me on Twitter, and that will be... Did I tell you... So, I think I've mentioned it before that one of the hosts of In That Way... And That's Why We Drink is blocked by Zach Bagans on yeah. Twitter. Like, <laughs> I was like, that's where I'm trying to be. Why? What did you do to get blocked? I'm, I want to... I How do you that. get blocked by Ghost Adventures? <laughs> blocked and reported. Speaking <laughs> of, should we start? Yeah, let's go is for it. Is this a cursed episode? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I have a conspiracy. <laughs> and there it is. I have a true crime. <laughs> um, mine's fun, though. You definitely might know who this is. I don't say that. I'm not going to guess it. Oh, look at my new case. <gasps> wow, it matches the keyboard. Everything is pink now. I know, but it's got the tree. The pipeline to I'm a Tom from I'm a Tomboy to everything has to be pink is 
is real. <laughs> like, the pipeline to I cannot be a woman as a child to now I'm everything, including pink. I'm not making sense. It's because I'm doing No, no, it, it checks one. out. It goes. Oh, my God. I should have opened my iPad a while ago, but I didn't. It's okay. Google Docs is loading. What episode is this? 51. Bliss. <laughs> Why'd you look at me like that? I'm trying to figure out my hints. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot to write down for both of mine that we're doing today. Um, okay. Person. Okay. Is actually people, but most people only know the one person. Um, famous. Charles Manson. No. Good guess, though. Not really. I mean, no. it was just a person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you said person? You know, I was thinking about that. Where it was person. <laughs> where do we classify Charles Manson? Because I know neither one of us have ever touched any of the big boys. Yeah, because we haven't figured out if we want to do, like, YouTubes or, like, yeah. a special episode for them. We, uh, which also, side note, in 51 episodes, not a single one of us has talked about John Wayne Gacy Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah, but Ted Bundy. I think it's insanity. I think it's fun that we, um, we've literally just ignored them. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know what to do, but we found some. Like, I found so many that I had never heard of yeah. that are just as crazy. Yeah, I think we've we talked about some like really famous missing people, but we've never. You good? I hope he's fine. I hope that's not a murderer. Um. <laughs> so there's no noise happening now. So, where do, is Charles Manson one of those? I would think so. I've, Most people, you can him. say Manson and they, they know at least a little bit about what's going on. It's either Charles Manson or Marilyn Manson and there's yeah. no in between. Um, no, it's not Charles Manson. Um, so, it's a person. Okay. Happened in the 80s. Okay. 70s, 80s. True crime. There's a very popular criminal minds episode based on this person there's also a netflix documentary that came out within the last few years that got pretty popular it's not the night stalker okay uh, but it's in that same vein of like netflix pumping out all those true crime documentaries at the same time okay um called the most prolific serial killer ever but is not is not okay <laughs> So it's not a big name. No. Or it, okay. Well, it's On the very line. walking the line. I was gonna say it's very mid tier name. You probably know the name, but he's not. He's not. He doesn't pop up. With he's the not first Bundy. View. He's not Gacy. He's not. I think you know his name though. Okay. Okay. But you definitely don't know some of the crazy shit that happened in this case. That's what I'm trying to think. You, the hints were people in yeah. the 80s. <laughs> people pers- in the 80s. A person in the 80s who did a crime uh that was that was people but isn't referred to as people you said yeah was it in the united states yes okay um and it happened all over all over yeah that's why he's called the most prolific serial killer ever oh like okay i see like prolific as in presence Mm -hmm. in you okay also a lot of this case is really famous not necessarily for him but because of the slew of police incompetence it's known for the police incompetence oh no crazy i can't i don't no name is popping up that's not a big big name Mm -hmm. so maybe i'm maybe i classified it as a big name or not but 
Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. I just Henry don't. Lee Lucas. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that, though. No, yeah. I, I, I don't know that name well enough. It's crazy. And a lot of people don't. So, no, I have to say this now because it was reading as homophobic. Ooh. Um, Wikipedia. Because I go through Wikipedia first. Yeah. Like, always. Wikipedia gives me my outline, and then I usually go to, like, allthatsinteresting.com, and, like, the there's a lot of very popular websites that do, do good work. Um, I'll go through Wikipedia's sources. Wikipedia conveniently leaves out that there was a whole-ass other man that Henry Lee Lucas just had a partner that oh. was that he was romantically involved with whoa um he's henry lee lucas is called the confession killer i've heard that it's actually the confession killers oh wow which was insane to me because i didn't know that because wikipedia was homophobic okay <laughs> anyway. oh, no. but let's start shit's brazy okay okay i'm excited we're starting off strong kid was abused Okay. Okay. Henry Lee Lucas is born in a one-room log cabin in Blacksburg, Virginia. Okay. His dad, a double amputee. Don't know what what limbs were gone. Okay. Um, but or why? But this kid did not have a good childhood. Okay. He got into a fight with his brother as a kid that caused his eye to get infected, and he lost it at the age of ten. Jeez. Yeah. His He was described as a child who would display, quote, frighteningly strange behavior to get attention. Yo. Which is just never a good sentence. But his the, the big thing that happens that everybody knows about is his mom. Because it they recreated in a Criminal Minds episode where his mom was a prostitute who made him watch. Yo, what? Yeah. So, there, in the Criminal Minds episode, the kid's, like, locked in the closet and just, like, has to watch his mom working. Mm-hmm. And it's very much that. Like, Jeez. his mom just made her son watch as she, like, prostituted herself out to men. And later even made him cross-dress so that she could pimp her son out to men and women. Yo. Yeah. That's wild. No, yeah. N- no Mother of the Year awards. Um, her name was Viola. Also, I glossed past that. Her name <laughs> is Viola. Um, eventually, Henry's school teacher was the one who complained about the cross-dressing, and the court had to put an end to it. Jeez. Yeah. But, like, he was abused, and in some of the sources, he sa- it said that he turned that around and started molesting his brother. Okay. Wasn't in every source, and I don't know how credible that is, but shit's brazy. And then in 1949, Henry's alcoholic father, his name is Anderson, Al, Anderson Lucas, dies of hypothermia. He'd gone home drunk in a blizzard, and he collapsed in the middle of a blizzard on his way home. Jeez. And died of hypothermia. How the fuck do you die of hypothermia? Like, just (laughs) casually. (laughs) Yeah, how is that not in, like casual hypothermia anyway that's the name of this week's episode he drifts so in after this he's in sixth grade he drops out of school runs away from home in sixth grade yeah wow he's 11 oh my god (laughs) yeah he starts drifting around virginia and this is when he allegedly commits his first murder not confirmed as a 11 yeah 
What? I'm telling you, this story's fucking insane. I'm, how would it, I'm how raising that past out? his early life because there is so much in the oh later years. Like, I, my page, I think I've said it before, my Google Docs are usually eight pages long. I had to cut out so much because it was bordering on, like, 12 to 15. Oh, my God. I was like, I have to cut out half of this and, like, <laughs> I have to leave in the important shit. Uh. Um, but, no, so it's 17-year-old Laura Burnsley refused henry's sexual advances so he strangled her oh my god he's 11 jeez then june 10th 1954 he's convicted of a over a dozen counts of burglary in richmond virginia so he gets four years in jail okay he actually escapes oh my god and 1957 he only lasted three days before they recaptured him (laughs) like he did get out (laughs) i don't know how it's wild um and he is released in september of 1959 this man also like most stories at least for me don't have like middle of the story jail sentences he does yeah (laughs) this is one of like four like 12 literally (laughs) but this is when shit starts to happen um also a lot of this in the beginning comes from wikipedia because these were the dates and shit and Mm -hmm. every source agreed pretty much on like these facts it's when i start getting into the murders that a lot of it comes from different sources because shit just goes buck wild (laughs) like whoa um 1959 he goes to michigan he's in virginia he goes to michigan to live with his half-sister opal his half-sister on his mom's side important to note so, at this time, he's actually engaged to marry a pen pal. Um, it was a woman he would had been writing to while he was in jail. Oh, okay. And he was, like, super excited about it. Um, his mom, their mom, Opal and Henry's mom, is like, I'm gonna come see y'all for Christmas and genuinely be a nuisance. <laughs> fuck Viola. <laughs> but she shows up, and she's not happy with Henry's choice of fiancé. Uh. Um, She thinks that Henry needs to leave this woman and move back to Virginia with her because she's getting old and he has to take care of her. Oh. Um, and it, she specifically said that he was obligated to take care of her. He obviously refused because, Viola, you pimped him out. (laughs) He ran away at 11. You're literally a pimp. What? Some... I was reading that, and all I was hearing in my head was nursing home. Nursing home. (laughs) But he refused. Jail. Jail. (laughs) Literally. Um, And they, just, like, the whole week was spent arguing. Like, the whole time his mom was there, they were spent fighting. And it was, like, it was, like, two to, it was, like, two and a half weeks, I think, she was there total. Because she came for Christmas, and then on January 11th, Viola hits him. (gasps) Like, she hits him over the head with a broom handle. So he stabs her. Oh. He stabs her in the neck and flees. Okay. Henry is quoted as saying, quote, All I remember was slapping her alongside the neck, but after I did that, I saw her fall and decided to grab her. But she fell to the floor, and when I went back to pick her up, I realized she was dead. Then I noticed I had my knife in my hand, and she had actually been cut. Oh. Yeah. So Henry says he didn't know that he, he didn't intend to stab her, is what Henry says. Yeah, he just kind of hit. Yeah. 
but mm, that's a little weird henry i'm gonna be real opal comes home later and finds their mom alive but oh. in a pool of blood she calls the ambulance they don't get there in time oh so she does die the official police report though says that she died of a heart attack that was in like caused by the assault that the stab wasn't what actually killed her. I mean, the loss of blood probably yeah, yeah, caused yeah. the heart attack. But, but, like, that is weird that they didn't say was stabbed. No, yeah, it's like, no, she wasn't stabbed in the neck. <laughs> heart attack. It's like when Yeah, they or said, bleeding out. It's funny that they said, they went all the way to be like, it was a heart attack. What was that episode? It was one of the stories I covered where it was, like, cause of death, childbirth. And she definitely <laughs> was, like, strangled. Yeah. <laughs> and wasn't pregnant. Um, but... Henry is arrested in Ohio because there's a uh, there's a warrant for him in Michigan. So he's arrested. He says he his whole claim is he killed his mom in self-defense. She hit him first, and he fled because he was scared. Um, this was almost immediately rejected by the court, though, and he was sentenced to 40 years in Michigan for second-degree murder. Okay. This is this is still Act 1, just to clarify. Yeah, I was just saying, we have so much more. I'm breezing past all of this because it's not even brazy yet. This isn't even brazy. Oh, gosh. He's served 10 of the 40 years, was released in June of 1970 due to overcrowding, which is also an, an insane concept. <laughs> they were like, mm, we have too many killers in here. Let's just release some. Let's release the guy who stabbed his mom and not, not Jim who's in here for a nonviolent drug, drug charge. Yeah, <laughs> What? This is when shit starts to get brazy. This is when sources start disagreeing with each other on the timeline. Then you know it's good. No, dude, shit gets <laughs> so weird so quickly. <laughs> because, first of all, in 1971... How old is he now? Oh, one year after he was released from prison. He was born in... Holy shit, I did not write down his birthday, and I also did not give you his zodiac sign. I'm a failure. <laughs> Hold on. August 23rd, 1936. August 23rd, birthday. He's a Virgo. <gasps> I'm a Virgo. Oh my god, we haven't had a Virgo in so long. The last one was Jennifer Pan. 36 to... He's 35? 34, 35 at this time? This is, yeah, it's 1971. Yeah, 36 to 71 to 40 is 4, mm -hmm. 40, 50, 60, 70 is 30, 35. Yeah, okay. So he's going to have done that math so wrong. <laughs> he's released from prison and then was convicted of trying to kidnap three schoolgirls. Almost, and I shit you not, I, I read that on Wikipedia and I was like, oh my god, like what happened? Like where, what is this situation? That was the sentence in every source. No. He tried to kidnap three schoolgirls. No details. What? Y'all just breezing past that? No, you're breezing past that because this is not even brazy. I'm this so scared. This is not scared. even the crazy shit. When you're having to pass up kidnapping because there's other stuff we that takes we longer to explain. We glossed over the first murder. Yeah. At <laughs> 11. Man's killed someone. So... He's convinced, convicted of trying to kidnap three schoolgirls. 
that was what Wikipedia said. Some sources said there was only one. One source said he did successfully kidnap her. I don't know what the details are. Oh my god. Um, how do we not know who she is? But he was convicted. So it's like, <laughs> how did we not know? He was sentenced to five years in prison. Oh my god. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> While he's there, he starts writing to this woman. Okay. A, f- a family friend who's also a single mother. A single mom who works he's two re- jobs? He, he's released in 1975. When he does, he actually marries this woman. Um, he stays with her for two years, but his stepdaughter accuses him of sexual abuse, so they separate. All that is glossed over in every source as well. Um, he starts hopping from various relatives. He eventually gets a job in West Virginia gets into another relationship. This one ends again because the girl's family accuses him of sexual assault. Oh my gosh. Then, this is the brazy shit. Oh okay, no. we've hit brazy. <laughs> oh no. Man. His name is Otis Tool. Otis Tool. He's he's our our second main character. Oh, he's the other confession killer. Has his own Wikipedia page. Nice. Like nice. is a known serial killer. They start to chit-chat, you know. Um, They settle together in Jacksonville, Florida. And they start to have a romantic relationship. Okay. This is where Wikipedia gets homophobic, okay? (laughs) Because Wikipedia literally had, like, one sentence about Otis. And then allthatsinteresting.com has a fantastic article that chronicles their lives next to each other. Yeah. Like, goes through the timeline of what's happening with Henry and what's happening with Otis at the same time. And it is the most insane thing I've ever read. That's, that's fun. Um, because literally, literally. (laughs) Um, and also only, it was like a 50-50 on whether articles called them lovers. Oh. And some, they were just good friends like or textbooks yeah and then in some it was like no there was a romantic relationship like they did love each other yo so not the homophobic wikipedia so he starts living with otis's parents and actually like develops a friendship with otis's adolescent niece her name is frida powell but everyone in every source calls her becky um she actually had a mild intellectual disability she also escaped from a juvenile detention center why is everyone escaping from prison no other details <laughs> why was they don't say why she was in there don't say why she was in there don't say how she got out um but like henry is stable at this point like weirdly he, he gets a job like he he's working as a roofer he's fixing neighbors cars like Yo. he's doing good for himself so let's talk about otis for a second <laughs> Oh, no. They met in 1976 in a soup kitchen and become lovers. Okay. Okay? They bonded because their trauma, very similar. Oh, whoa. Um, both of their mothers made them cross-dress. Yo, what? And both of them were sexually abused and molested before the age of 10. Yo. Specifically, one source said that Otis had been dressed as a woman by his mom and that his older sister had raped him and that his father had prostituted him to a a neighbor at the age of five yo that's terrible they had also both already killed people at this point 
So Henry, his mom, and this other I like alleged how casually discussing this. Oh, it gets. Could... Oh, you think it's casual now? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! We haven't even hit the point yet. Oh no, Emily, this story's fucking insane. <laughs> like so, they'd both already killed people at this point, though. Otis, at the age of fourteen, had there was this. So he's like do 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 vibing down the street and this traveling salesman approached him for sex so henry or not henry otis got into his his car the salesman's car and ran him over oh my god what he stole this dude's car and then this is like a ran movie. him over <laughs> with it and that's confirmed Jeez. Like, that's not alleged did he go to jail for it not that one yo i don't think or at least i didn't see anything um, but, yeah, in the 70s, though, Henry and Otis, Otis travel across 26 states, killing people together. Wow. What a date. They pick up anyone they could find. Hitchhikers, sex workers, migrants. It was how they bonded. Oh, my God. These two talked about it and openly gave each other tips on how to kill people better. Yo. Henry, later, later, after his arrest, claims that he coached Otis on how to get away with murder. Quote, he was doing his crimes all one way. I started to correct him in his ways, in doing the crime where he wouldn't leave information. Uh, That's, oh, they think serial killers working together. Otis has his own Wikipedia page. Yeah, like, is it just another serial killer? He's like his own thing. Um, they also raped and tortured victims before murdering them. After death, they mutilated bodies. Henry said there was no remorse and no guilt. Wow. He even joked that they once crossed state lines with a head in the back seat. Wild. Emily, this story gets worse. Why? Why was the head in the back seat? Because <laughs> they cut someone's head off and put it in the back seat. <laughs> they also ate people. Excuse me. <laughs> Years after the arrest, they're arrested separately. On the phone, chit-chatting. <laughs> Otis, remember how I liked it to pour some blood out of them? Some tastes like real meat when it's got barbecue sauce on it. Yo. Over the phone. Y'all. Just like reminiscing. Of eating about people. cannibalism. To his Why? boyfriend who's in prison to somewhere else. For their serial killing dates. This is wild. I'm not ready. It's interesting, though, because, like, I didn't read much of Otis's Wikipedia page. Because it's it's a Wikipedia page. Yeah, like, he did his own crimes. But it's like they... He'll get his own They were spin-off. existing separately. And then they come together for this period of time and then drift away again and go back to killing separately. Yeah. It's like this is just a crossover episode. Huh. It's so fucking weird that almost... Half of the sources just leave Otis out. That's wild. That's, like, serial killers working together, is that's so scary. Isn't it? Because they're already, like, you know, they're crazy. They're mm-hmm. thinking about things you never think of. And now, now they're giving each other them. tips on how to do it better. Like, that's insane. It's that, there's that one quote about when people go to jail, they just learn how to be better at crimes. Yeah. Because, like, you're putting a bunch of criminals together to talk, to talk about, about their crimes. How much they got away with and what got them caught. No, literally. It, what? Yeah. 
So now these serial killers are like, oh, I do it like this. I do it like this. And they make an even better way to kill people. Mm-hmm. No. That's so scary. Which is what happened here. Yeah, no, I don't... Th- how do people leave this out? This is so interesting. Insane. Um, gets they- better. So, they break up. And they have a falling out. <laughs> it's a very gay breakup. And <laughs> Henry starts to get with the niece. No. Becky. But Lucas... Like, Henry later said he liked having someone look up to him. So he ran away with her and abandoned Otis. And Otis was so upset that he went on a killing spree and killed nine people. Oh, my God. Because he was dumped. Yeah, the breakup. Yeah. And then this is where where we drift apart. Okay. But Becky, her mom and her grandmother die in 18... Or 1982. So she's put into, like, this state shelter because she does have a mild disability um but henry convinces her to run away with him so they start living on the road and like they eventually end up all the way in california and across the country literally and they start to do work for this older lady so her daughter needed someone to care for her her name is kate rich um not the daughter the lady Mm mm-hmm so, this woman is like, I need somebody to care for my elderly mother. Um, but, Kate had to send them away because they were doing a shit job and also, like, credit card, not credit card fraud, check fraud. Oh, my God. They were writing checks in her name. Ew. Um, but, like, Kate didn't know that because she's, like, 82. It was Kate's daughter who was like, no, you're fired. <laughs> um y'all need to to leave so they start hitchhiking and they're getting they get picked up by the minister of a religious commune called the house of prayer in texas um this minister thinks that henry and becky are married so he gives henry a job as like a roofer in this commune and they're allowed to stay in like a small apartment they're doing good becky gets homesick leaves him oh she goes away reports say there was some arguing but she goes to this bus stop in bowie texas and leaves or so we thought um because in june dude this it's crazy (laughs) how do we think in june of 1983 he's arrested for unlawful possession of a firearm okay he's arrested by texas ranger phil ryan you know the guy who arrested ricky lee and Sharon Green, <laughs> um, two of the most notorious serial killers in Texas. Huh. This man's just on his game. <laughs> like, man, that's sus. <laughs> Three serial killers? You, What are you doing, man? Who are you paying off? Um, but no, he's arrested by Phil Ryan because he has a gun. It's unlawful possession of a firearm. But the cops arrest him, and he starts confessing to murder that he wasn't Con- oh no one of those where they didn't tell him they were dead and he's like i didn't do it so he starts to talk about his murders to any cop that would listen why are you outing yourself huh? at the same time otis is arrested in florida in 1984 for burning a man alive otis oh my god <laughs> come on yeah so henry confesses to the murder of becky I thought, what? And then the murder of Kate Ridge. I thought, 
These people weren't dead. Uh huh. Who got on the bus? No one. <laughs> because she was dead. Oh my god. How did the how did the daughter not know Kate Rich was dead? Don't know. <laughs> I really don't know, Emily. <laughs> this every article about this man is so long <laughs> and they just touch on the weirdest details and then never talk about it again. <laughs> like I really was considering watching the six part documentary just for some fucking answers. <laughs> like they really are just like, by the way, he killed three people. And then this is what happened. <laughs> but wait. No, no, we need the details. What, how did how did he kidnap three schoolgirls? Like, <laughs> Who are they? Go back to that. Did he or did he not stab his mother in the neck? Like, what I, happened? I slapped her and there just so happened to this be a knife in my hand. frustrating research I've ever done. <laughs> because wild. there were no answers. How would, oh my gosh. Yeah. To, to be running like, yeah, I killed him. Like, what? I th- this is for a gun. <laughs> this is for a gun. At the arraignment for Kate's murder, he asks the judge, because they're like, okay, this, this is your punishment for Kate Rich's murder. And he says, so what about the other 100 women I've killed? Sir. This is when he starts to get national attention. Because they're like, what? Excuse me? What do you mean 100? <laughs> Bro, we arrest you for unlawful possession of a fight what do you mean you just told us we you killed two and we're like whoa and now you bring up a hundred let's backpedal um so he confesses to murdering becky also murdering kate um his story with becky is when they settled at the ranch they got into an argument and in response he lured her into a field and then killed her dismembered her scattered the remains oh my god then just told everyone she got on a bus no yeah um and then also the timeline is weird okay because these are two different sources Uh by the way um then he lured the woman who owned the ranch out to the same field killed her stuffed her body in a drainage pipe that woman is not kate rich kate rich was in california yeah but these are two different sources i don't know what's going on okay just to clarify but he walks the police to their remains oh no Mm -hmm. um it's important to note forensic evidence was inconclusive the coroner was not able to identify them but the consensus was that he did kill them because he knew where their bodies were as for otis (laughs) he was a little bit more reluctant to talk about his crimes but but he catches wind of henry admitting to these crimes specifically the quote was he learned that lucas was taking cops on guided tours of their murder sites oh my god so then he began backing up henry's claims and it's like no yeah by otis's count they killed 108 people including six-year-old adam walsh son of john walsh host of america's most wanted oh emily so this this one was a big deal because this is a fucking six-year-old boy yeah and the when his john walsh's son did go missing and that's what caused him to get into television and criminal justice like because his son went missing and they never found the killer yeah um but otis was like no we took him we took him from a parking lot oh my god in 1981 and then decapitated him 
and drove around with the head in the back seat. No. Ew. That was the head in the back seat. Was a six-year-old? That's awful. But this is one of the biggest alleged victims between the two of them. There's some more later down the line that start to get kind of weird, but if this one is true, it's a big deal because it's like, this is the reason there's a lot more child protection laws. Yeah. Because of John Walsh and his, like, gung-ho with his son. Um, if it feels like I'm moving through this fast, it's because I am, because there's so much of it. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> We're, like, halfway through. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, Otis is in Florida backing up Henry's claims in Texas. And is like, no, yeah, we did that. This, so is, when this is when they're on the phone talking about how much they miss eating people together. <laughs> trying to get back together <laughs> you want a long distance relationship you know i really um, I'm, i really miss our 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 drives you know our drives <laughs> stop <laughs> this is awful but 1983 he's in williamson county jail in texas other inmates are like allegedly being rough with him okay. he also complained that the police were being brutal um he self-reported a suicide attempt. Okay. He was like, yeah, I tried to kill myself. No details on how. Okay. Um, But he said he did it because the police were being really rough with him, that he was stripped naked and held in a cold cell, that they denied him cigarettes and bedding, they wouldn't let him contact his attorney, and they allegedly tortured his genitalia. Oh. Glossed over all of that. I don't even know if that's true, but this yeah. is what Henry said. Um. But he's interviewed by law enforcement a lot after this. Well, he's already being interviewed a lot because he's admitting to all these murders. Mm -hmm. But the the rough treatment gets him even more attention. Yeah. Um, But this is when he starts... At first he, like, confessed. This is when he starts confessing. Um, The police start to believe him because he cooperated with becky he cooperated with kate and now he's giving them details on all these other crimes and they're like oh shit man's is for real Mm -hmm. um so they link henry's confessions to 28 unsolved murders jeez and so a task force is formed it's called the Lucas Task Force. I just say it's the Henry Task Force. Yeah, literally. It's the <laughs> Lucas Task Force. It's established by James B. Adams, who's the director of the Texas Department of Public Safety. Jeez. So they form this task force to start clearing these murders that Henry is admitting to. They clear 213. Wait, the 100 was the last number. He doubled it? Yeah. Um... This comes, um, with some problems. This is where the police incompetence starts to come in. Oh, I forgot that that was a big thing here. They just believe him. Oh. So he can just say anything? Yeah. So even if he wasn't committing these, they were just like, yeah, he did it. Oh, no. Um, his treatment was incredibly lax, borderline not at all. Like, he was taken to restaurants and cafes. He was rarely oh, he handcuffed. Was cooperating. Mm-hmm. Ew. He even knew some of the codes for the security doors in the prison. Yo, what? There was 
one of the big suggestions was that he would read the body language in the cues from the people interviewing him and then change what he was saying. So if he got a reaction, he would like latch onto that and start providing more irrelevant details. Um, then it was discovered that he was probably given access to case files. No, so he knew things he wasn't supposed to, yeah. but it was because he was fed them. The allegation was super serious because they were essentially saying that the task force had let Henry read files on unsolved crimes, which led him to give really detailed confessions. And he was traveling so much that he could just be like, yeah, I was in that area. Ew. It makes it virtually impossible to tell which ones he was lying about, which ones were true. Like, yeah, that's gross. For example... He confesses to the murder of a young woman along Interstate 90 in Minnesota, okay? This was a very big, un- like, her own Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the other thing is this case has a lot of crossover episodes. Oh, no. He confesses. She's she's identified now. At this point, she was a Jane Doe. Her name is Michelle Boucher. Um, she, he gives a bunch of inconsistent details, though, and was eliminated as a suspect her case super interesting super weird super brutal um she was actually murdered by a state trooper murdered and assaulted by a state trooper and left on the side of the road we know that now okay Um, but not then mm -hmm. and then so he was just trying to take credit for all this mm -hmm. ew but he also confesses 1984 to the murder of the caledonia jane doe was also a big case um how did like did they ever figure out why he was it was most likely for attention just the just the and to the put the numbers to him oh yeah because as he's confessing like they'll take him to fucking mcdonald's as long as he tells them there something. was a there was another quote that he specifically admitted to things and like he wanted to be brought to crime scenes because he knew he would get fast food on the way back Oh my gosh. Like, he, he liked, he got a lot of special treatment. Ew. Um, but he confessed to the murder of the Caledonia Jane Doe. She'd been shot to death in a field in New York in 1979. Again, not a lot of evidence. We know who the Caledonia Jane Doe is now. Her name was Tammy Alexander. Her perp still has not been found. Um, but. So maybe was him. Possibly. Not, not. Not a strong case. also falsely confesses to the murder of Carol Cole in Louisiana. She was another Jane Doe. We only identified her in 2015. Oh, wow. Um, but, like, he's confessing to all of these brutal murders of all of these unidentified women. And they're believing him because it's like, well, he was all over. Let's put these cases to rest, finally. Mm -hmm. Um... So he would give these rangers lots of grisly details of every single murder he confessed to. He even drew pictures of some of his alleged victims. And, like, when when that quote came up, and it was the um, allthatsinteresting.com article, they compared him to another prolific serial killer named Samuel Little, who apparently did the same thing. Um, but eerily his pictures were so precise they even included eye color like he could draw some of these people so it's like the possibility that he committed some of these murders is there 
just probably not all of them. Yeah. But this journalist comes in, okay? His name is Hugh Ainsworth, along with others, but they start to fucking dig in to some of these claims. Specifically, um, ones that came from the articles in the Dallas Times-Herald. And I don't, I think I'm understanding this correctly, but I'm pretty sure he was a reporter there. Mm -hmm. And so all these articles are being pumped out about Henry. And he's like, wait a second. Stuff's not adding up. Stuff's not adding up. So he starts to look at it and he compiles this report. And starts to do math. Oh no. The math ain't mathin'. Um, to commit, it's always the math, to commit these crimes, he would have had to cover over 11,000 miles in one month in his 13-year-old Ford station wagon. Okay. Math ain't nothing. So they publish this article and, like, also start to notice that the math really ain't mathin'. Because Henry would say, oh yeah, I killed that person and then have to be across the country that killed and, someone else. And we know he was at work that day. Oh. So this this article comes out and it essentially tears the cops to shreds. Because oh. it's like not cuz like it's not only like mathematically impossible his car could not have made that drive. He could not be in two places at once. Like we know he was at work that day. How how did he kill someone, go to work a state away and then come back to kill somebody else in a completely different state in the span of 12 hours? Like the math ain't mathin'. Um they put his claims next to reliable, verifiable sources for where he was and the two usually disagreed. And Good this for him. Caused a shit ton of doubt, and then the cops start to turn around. And they're like, "Ooh, um, <laughs> maybe they start to turn have against him." McDonald's. Literally, they start to com- turn against the claims that the crimes were committed. It's super, super embarrassing for the police. Um, Rightfully if- so. Y'all really just believed anything he said so he could get McDonald's? No, literally. Um, one quote was. The Texas Attorney General at the time, his name is Jim Maddox, wrote, quote, When Lucas was confessing to hundreds of murders, those with custody of Lucas did nothing to bring an end to this hoax. We have found information that would lead us to believe that some officials cleared cases just to get them off the books. Ew. To, make, to get their numbers, to get their quotas. Yep. Ew. Gross. Y'all... And then, so they, they're like, Henry. The police ain't policing. That's that, what's up. That Henry, they're like, Henry, what? What did you do, bud? And Henry's quote is, I made the police look stupid. I was out to wreck Texas law enforcement. Oh. And it fucking worked. <laughs> um, he even admitted later, like, well, when I confessed, I got privileges. Um, police would often drive him out to the scene of the crime and let him get fast food on the way home. So, like, he liked the privileges. Yeah, he wasn't in jail. They were taking him to get food. Yeah. And, like, taking him for drives. Lucas himself admitted to lying. Quote, I only got three murders, but they're going wild every time I tell them about some more. (laughs) What? He says he only got three. And, which, why I said the alleged a, a murder when he was 11 probably didn't happen. 
it looks <gasps> like the three are his mother, Becky, and Kate. Yo. Which also means the ones with Otis might have been fabricated. Oh, but Otis said they happened. So Otis, Otis killed people. <laughs> Otis was So was Henry people. just in the car when Otis went to kill people? Unclear of Yo. like where how much of that relationship was true because otis was calling in and being like yeah that's true no yeah and also we know otis killed some people like otis's timeline doesn't disagree like Ten- henry's does in a lot of places we know otis killed some people did it happen at the same time is henry lying about only having three did yeah they is he murder- now backtracking because they can't believe him yeah so now he's getting less than what he actually did is he trying to put that'd all be these- wild if he lied and said i got 200 and mm-hmm. they're like oh but most of these are fake and he's like yeah all of them are it's just these three when he really killed like 15 people and it's like, like we won't know are you now. trying to push the rest of them on otis like what unclear and it's why like almost all of his confessions have to be taken with a grain of salt because did did he just read the case file for that one yeah or did otis tell him about it so all in all he was convicted of 11 homicides some of which were not even accurate during his conviction specifically i don't know if you're familiar with orange socks Mm-mm. very 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 famous jane doe case wasn't um identified until 2019 wow like no i i remember listening to a crime junkie episode on her i think she's called orange shocks because that was the only thing she was found wearing on halloween she was oh and if i'm remembering the story correctly which i think i am um a lot of people left her there because they thought she was a halloween decoration oh my god and she was like found on the side of the road um but very 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 famous jane doe case for how brutal her murder was and he confessed to that one was physically impossible for him to have done it was convicted of it wow um but they got caught the police got caught lacking mm-hmm. and then lacked so still. she she was found in williamson county on halloween in 1979 um but he was present at work in jacksonville florida that day and was convicted of her murder Side note, we now know her name is Deborah Jackson and that she was 23 when she died. So they're still trying to figure out who killed her. But that's so scary. Side note, I had to pee, but I'm going <laughs> to sprinkle this in here. We were talking about, you know, there's lots of droughts happening in mm-hmm. California, Arizona, the desert. Um, the desert. Where they pump water into that man-made lake that mm-hmm. has like the, the things that then pull them to California mm-hmm. and Arizona um well there's less water in it now so it's like some of the the areas that are usually underwater aren't and they found a body in a barrel (gasps) and the news is just so casual no i wait i think i saw that because did you see the tiktok no i Um, haven't been on tiktok much it might not have been the same one finish your story and then i'll tell you mine just the news article my mom was reading and she showed it to me they're so casual they're like yeah we're a hundred percent sure there's tons of more bodies in here and it's just because you know it's hard to find bodies and bodies of water yeah and so but it's just so creepy to have them like yeah this water that we pump into cities for drinking water is littered with these bodies we just found one in a barrel mm-hmm. and it's stuff like that like stuff some of these things will never be solved we will have yeah. no idea who some of these people are and some of them are going to solve cold cases yeah and it just blows my mind that that's a thing that happens. I don't know if you saw, I messaged it in the Discord. 
Did you see that they might have just solved the Madeline McCain case? No. I gotta catch One of up. the most famous missing child cases ever? Yeah. And they found her clothes at this dude's house. No. Or in this dude's car. Yo. Like, they're like... And How the, did I burn the clothes? All the articles now are like, almost can be conclusively, like, we, we think it's this dude. Yo. No. Okay, I have to pee, but... Oh my god, go pee. And brief intermission... And we're back from our brief intermission. For this one, you should play the intermission music, but like at double the speed. <laughs> okay. So it goes really quick. I'll do it. No, I just Googled it again um, because I was like, wait, I want to make sure I'm saying it right. Now there's even more stuff about the case and people think she was sold to traffickers before she was killed. Uh, that literally her prosecutor said she was sold and trafficked geez. before she was murdered. Um but no, no, like, there's, for the first time in, what, 20 years? Updates. Yeah. It's insane. We'll I'll just circle back and do a, her whole own thing. No, yeah, 15 years. After 15 years, a prosecutor says they finally solved Madeline McCain's disappearance. Wow. Anyway, um, no, but I saw this TikTok, and it was this it was a a screen recording of a woman like texting a friend Mm -hmm. and it was an article called like body found in barrel whatever and it was a picture of the barrel and then she sent her friends pictures of him sitting on that barrel (gasps) like when they went on vacation and that that was all i saw no that's gross no yeah let's finish yeah yeah so Tell me more about Henry. Um So yeah, Henry was sentenced to the death penalty oh. for 11 murders, but he got a he was granted a stay on his death sentence after it came out that all of the details of his confessions came from case files that he was given to read. Um so the then governor George W. Bush <laughs> oh. made it life imprisonment in 1998. A crossover episode again. Casual George W. Bush. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's literally no telling how much of Henry and Otis's story is true. A district attorney, his name is Ken Anderson, prosecuted Lucas, said he believed that they had killed anywhere from three people to a dozen. Okay, so not 200. Yeah. So Henry was found in his cell on March 12, 2001 at 11 p.m. He died from heart failure at the age of 64. Um, yeah, he was secured at Captain Joe Bird Cemetery in Texas. Um, since 2012, his grave has to be unmarked due to vandalism. Wow. Yeah. And then Tool, Otis Tool, died of liver failure in prison in 1996. But here's the thing. So, Henry is cited as one of, if not, the most prolific serial killer ever. We've already discussed how I think that's sexist. Um, but his number constantly changes. So, yeah. it's either 60 or 100 or 300 or 2 or 3. Like, who's, what's he doing? Um, police interviewed him for more than 3,000 cases and attributed 200 to him. Jeez. Yet, he flat out said he was not a serial killer. Like, he killed three people. Which, you have to do more than three to be a serial killer. 
a lot of people think he was responsible for way more than the three and that that's just the ones he's put because also if he's saying he's only murdered three people he already served time for one of them you can't get double jeopardy yeah so he's essentially saying no i only killed two people and like you can't prosecute me for the murder of my mom i was already prosecuted for that yeah um yeah so a criminologist named eric w hickey cites an unnamed investigator who interviewed henry a lot um this investigator said that he could attribute 40 to henry confidently but other cops refused to cooperate this and we have no idea who this investigator yeah, is. yeah unnamed kind of um yeah one texas ranger though he said it was often that henry lied but he had a lot of quote guilty knowledge quote i remember him trying to cop to one that he didn't do but there was another case where I'll kiss your butt if he didn't lead us right to the deer stand where the murder took place. Ain't no way he could have guessed that. And I damn sure didn't tell him. I think he did that one. Ew. Other rangers had similar experiences with him where, like, allegedly they wouldn't give him the case file. They wouldn't give him anything. And he would walk them to the site of the murders. Stuff he shouldn't have known. Yeah, and, like, that's a lot different than saying, like, yeah, when when I killed her, I stripped her of everything but her orange socks. If it was in the case file that she was only found in the orange socks, you know? like Especially, or in the news. Yeah. If he could see the news and just know the name of the That's case. a lot different than leading a cop directly to where the murder happened. Um, but DNA evidence has verified, confirmed that he did not kill at least 20 of the supposed victims. The other 180 are kind of, like, up in the air. Um, Some of them are are discredited by the the Lucas reports and things like that, but not all of them have been. Yeah. And it's also, like, some of them can be proven, like, linked to Otis, who is saying that Henry did do these things with him. And it's like, if if we know that you did it, and now you're saying that Henry did it too. Like, and do he, we have to believe you because we know you did it? Yeah. That's a lot. You'll never know this, the full story. Mm-hmm. There's no way. But that's why he's called the confession killer. Because he sat down and admitted to uh, how many fucking murders that he didn't do. That's wild. But what makes me mad is it's homophobic. <laughs> he had a gay crime lover. It's That's also, the name of this week's it's, a, it's like the, the other case. He confessed to things and got cases closed. So all these years, they weren't looked into anymore. Yep. So the real person wasn't caught. Yep. Which just sucks because someone got away with it because of him. Yep. But here, let me show you some pictures of him and his crime boyfriend. His crime boyfriend. No, literally. Be gay, do crimes. Be they gay, really crime. ran with it. That's them. Oh. The gay crime... Crime... He looks like... This one's Henry. Yeah, yeah. In that second picture, he looks like a Wish version of Edgar Allan Poe. The mustache. (laughs) A Wish version of Edgar Allan Poe. But no, they were... That's so... Like, they had... They were... That part isn't made up. Like, mm-hmm. they... 
were together. Yeah. That's so weird to have serial killers be be buddies. And like Otis, hold on. Otis Tool like has a Wikipedia page. Like murdered people. <laughs> and we know that. They quickly became lovers. <gasps> like Oh, yeah. I forgot to admit. Like some of them um they recanted it like like Otis says, no, we we actually didn't kill Adam Walsh. Oh, it was just to like whatever he was. They recant a lot of it, but also they recant things that like we know they did. So it's like you eh. can't. Yeah, it's like a tactic. They're they're literally like we did all of this, and they start disproving that they didn't do all of it. So they're like, oh yeah, we did none of it. Yeah, it literally erases some of the stuff they did. Yeah, so they got less less convictions that they should have yeah which if that was on purpose that's crazy smart and terrifying yeah because they literally made this story and they're like oh we can't believe some of it and they're like well you can't believe all of it because we actually lied about these two yeah and then which honestly a tactic that's insane that's yeah. scarily big brained of them scarily big brained <laughs> is the name of this week's episode I, it's scary to see them working together yeah. because some pe- some crimes are just like the people were dumb mm-hmm. but the police were dumber yeah and they got away with it but when people are smart about things and now they weren't smart because they did crimes in the first place yeah like that's dumb they yeah. were dumb people but dumb people can do smart things sometimes <laughs> what a hot take <laughs> but no i think the reason they're not like connected is because they weren't tried together. Yeah. Like, but it's like, we're not, that doesn't mean that they didn't do crime together. <laughs> yeah. I, I, they just went their, their separate ways before they were caught. Yeah. Which is wild. They had enough time to have a relationship and split up and do more things after. Yeah. Otis burned a man alive. Yeah, we really skimmed over the fact that he was caught because he burned a man alive. Yeah. What was Otis doing? Literally don't know. Otis was wild like apparently went on a killing spree when henry dumped him we got to do his own episode because apparently otis was going nuts no yeah i want to watch the documentary because it's like one of those the four or six part ones and it's called the confession killer it's all about henry well it's like there was two of them they did it together anyway homophobia you should go on wikipedia and like fill in you know how they'll like peer review it and you can get it added yeah you can maybe get your your words onto wikipedia be gay do crime that's the section (laughs) get it on there i think it's bullshit that they just like because they talk about otis in the wikipedia page but like conveniently leave out more than half of it they talk about otis because that's how henry met becky Oh. Like, they're like, ah, yes, he starts to live with this friend and then gets attached to his adolescent niece, and then it jumps straight to Becky. It's, like, conveniently leaves out the fact that Otis... Otis killed people. Otis killed people. Like, and did that with Henry for funsies. Like, oh. date night. Yeah, why why leave that out, Wikipedia? Homophobia. Are you ready for the real intermission? Yes, I have to pee now. <laughs> and intermission oh my god did you see the way it jumped for a second i was like my computer's broken (laughs) it blew up we're done and we're back welcome back it was a quick intermission yeah 
they never know i always like to inform like because one time the intermission was a day <laughs> we came back and we were like so it's the next morning <laughs> and i was sh- wasted last night like, yeah <laughs> there, there might have been some hung hungoverness but that one, that episode was great because it wasn't my story. Like I just got to yeah, sit and listen. You didn't have to talk hungover. You just had to like interact. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, no way. <laughs> he did what? <laughs> I always try to add some in, but then I realize I'm like repeating myself because I'm like, okay. 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 But I don't want to like sit here in silence just staring at you. Like I, <laughs> there's got to be banter. Yeah, like I have to. I want to interact, but I don't want it because I'm. I'll be like, yo, 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 and I'm like, these people want to kill me. <laughs> people have stopped listening. I bet because I just say no. the same thing over again. The podcast loves us. <laughs> We're so excited. We are the podcast, dude. Uh oh, who acts? Jake Ober. Um, ah. asked last night in the Discord that we got to bring Adam's drawings back. And oh, I texted I him at, like, 1 in the morning. I was like, Adam, you have to start drawing. They're asking about you in the Discord. <laughs> like, you have to start drawing again. We need to create a Discord channel that's just for Adam's drawings. I'll make him do it. Yeah. He has no choice. No, he's he's a content machine. <laughs> he knows his place. <laughs> I love him. He he's works not here, though. Big podcast. No, yeah. <laughs> For the past few, when we started recording in my bedroom, he just goes to sleep. He takes a nap, yeah. Wakes up halfway through, goes downstairs, comes back. (laughs) Goes back to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He was, like, half asleep the other day when uh, Reza was over. Mm -hmm. Um, So we kept taking his phone and holding it over him to unlock it. (laughs) I know the passcode, but Reza didn't. So Reza would either hand it to me and I would log in and we'd take a bunch of selfies and then turn it off. Or if I wasn't in the room, Reza would just hold it over his face and Adam was like half asleep so he didn't like React. pay attention. Oh, that was the other thing I was going to tell you about Adam. We watched Spirited Away one of the oh, last days we love hung Spirited out Away. and he was a little drunk. Man's <laughs> cried it's every four so minutes. <laughs> You'd look over and he would just... Uh. Dude, we watched... Um, my, I mean, the podcast, I think, knows that I'm obsessed with Pennywise. We watched it, and then our next, our friend's next pick was Shutter Island. I haven't seen Shutter Island in, like, nine years. Watching Shutter Island again? I have to go rewatch it. Insane. And then we watched The Intruder. I don't know if you've seen that one. Mm-mm. It was wild. You should watch that one, too. Lux's, we're, we're doing movie picks. We're going in order. Lux's pick frozen too <laughs> that's so fun i hate it i listened to uh what what's it called this the elsa song from frozen 2 on the way here i i don't know what that song is i've never seen frozen 2 um what's it called into the unknown into the unknown into the unknown yeah i listened to that on the car in the car on the way here Unknown. the frozen version not the brennan yuri version this time like it was <laughs> just the frozen soundtrack no i fucking love that recently i'm on a um have you seen that musical on TikTok, The Beowulf Story? Did you have to read Beowulf in high school? No. It's, like, the first great Western poem. poem. Yeah, I know what it is. Because we, we were supposed to read it, I think, and I either didn't because of COVID or mm-hmm. the curriculum changed yeah. right before I got to it. But there's a musical. <laughs> That's fun. And it's, like, good. I think Weirdly. I have seen someone talk about it on TikTok. I don't think I've seen any of the songs, though. No, yeah. That's the thing I'm listening to right now, over and over again. That's so fun. I, musicals are so fun. 
Correct. I have to like fix my Spotify playlist because I because I'm going to Arizona mm-hmm. and I kind of know the people I'm going with, but I'm going to be meeting them most of the trip. Yeah. So I don't know if I should like play my normal Spotify playlist that's half musical. Wouldn't do that right away. Like I think I should wait to see like their stance on because some people just yeah. don't do musicals. I have a playlist called People Are in the Car. I'm gonna make that. <laughs> I'm gonna steal that idea. That's good. Um, and I went through and like I have. Because I used to never categorize my playlist. It'd just be like, I like this song. It goes into the one massive playlist. That's what I have right now. Recently, I started grouping it by every 100 songs. So I have different playlists for, like, different times. It's kind of cool. And then I have a musical playlist, a playlist called I Don't Even Know, which is all Vocaloid music. And, like, (laughs) definitely has a Five Nights at Freddy's fan song on it. Like, definitely some weird shit is on that playlist. Yeah, my like stuff is, like jubiphonics recovering vocaloid songs or like it's a a cover of a steven universe song um all that yeah i need a playlist where that can like live be hidden away i have the weird (laughs) playlist the musical playlist and then the people are in the car playlist which is all just like mainstream pop music that i like and also like kind of weirder shit but mixed in in a healthy amount a healthy amount and then the sea shanties Oh, Sea Shanties for Thoughts is my favorite playlist <laughs> ever. Like, <laughs> pirate music. Superior. The way to go. Okay, what is your story today? I have a conspiracy theory for I you. I hate your conspiracy theory. <laughs> you know, one of the guys... It's fun. It's one of, fun. One of the guys at work who listened to my podcast was like, you didn't know about Date Love's past? And I was like, no, shut up. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Don't bully me about my own podcast. <laughs> no, literally. I felt so called out. I was like, no. no. I can be bullied. I like true crime. I'm so oblivious to some of the stuff. Same. I've like... Well, I don't watch TV enough, so some of the ones that are always on TV, but not always on, like, YouTube, Yeah. I don't see. Yeah. And so, like, I'm finding out these really cool ones that apparently everyone knows about. Yeah. So, maybe I'm just not up to... to, to date with all this anyway i'm telling you about a government conspiracy today oh i hate those <laughs> lizard people no damn it uh it's a pretty big one there is the moon landing no oh there is some truth to parts of what happened the moon landing it does get kind of crazy though and i will i don't think you'll guess it because part of it involves aliens fuck <laughs> I hate, is it that the cia knows that aliens exist we just know that no yeah no oh, it's, okay. it's a it's an incident Ooh, is it Ooh, ooh, ooh. Is it that, um, the tape? What's it called? Oh my god, it was on a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. <laughs> One of the characters believes in this tape. There were two tapes of, um, alien encounters that the government had to bury because they were just, like, real. I know what you're talking about. And it might be based on one of these, but I think there is another incident that leads to a different... There is tapes, but I think you're talking about an event that has other tapes. Is it an alien abduction? Is it no, an abduction? it's not an abduction. Is it, is it that president's notebook thing? No. God damn it. it, it it's a place, is what the incident's based on. Is it Area 51? No. Is well, it... Area 51's related, but this is a different place. And it's, we already talked about Skinwalker Ranch. Yes. This is a different. <sighs> I hate aliens. This one's more UFO than alien, I guess. Well, we'll get to it. Tell me. <laughs> I'm talking about the Roswell incident. Oh, I... I saw that pop up on a Wikipedia article and be like, oh, that'd be fun to research. Clicked it, saw the word aliens, X'd out the page. 
<laughs> I'm so glad that you aren't going to touch aliens because I can sit down and tell you literally anything and you have to believe me. No, yeah. It, it just isn't something that tickles my pickle. Like, I'm not going to go, I, I'm not going to seek it out. Yeah, I don't want to sit down and tell you a full, like, sci-fi no, story. No, I'll listen. I'll and, be I know, but, like, I like this one because there's real conspiracy mixed mm-hmm. in. Like, there is some stuff that was a real government conspiracy that gets tied into this, like, aliens conspiracy and the lines kind of get like mixed up at points and it's really fun okay so the big event that this conspiracy revolves around is the roswell incident like it's a it's a thing that happened and it takes place in june 1947 okay in roswell new mexico cool and that's why it's called the roswell incident it's not that deep of a name not that Uh, (laughs) gotcha uh specifically though something is seen crashing into a field hmm um ufos are done in corona is where mm-hmm. the thing crashes and is taken to roswell um and the united states army air forces were sent to investigate and it wasn't right away like it it wasn't a, a super like large it wasn't something burning like a meteorite coming and hitting the ground and shaking the town and everyone's like what happened yeah send the army some guy send the army some guy finds some stuff from a crash site that he had seen but didn't think much of right away but then heard some things on the news and was like i'm gonna call someone okay and they send the army out and we'll get a little bit more into the details later as they become relevant but this is the basic okay. event um and these officers were sent from the Roswell Army Airfield nearby. Okay. So Corona's right by Roswell. Is what? It's like the same place. <laughs> it's the same place. Gotcha. Uh, so things start off strange. Uh, the Army sends out reports initially saying that they had recovered debris from a flying disc from the crash site. Okay. Uh, and within hours or days, uh, like somewhere in that time period, they start taking back these statements from, oh. from press and stuff. And they're like, no, it's actually a weather balloon. It wasn't a flying saucer. Okay. Um, and the flying saucer calling it a disc kind of right out the, the, right out the gate, they say like disc, which sets people off because mm-hmm. the term flying saucer was just starting to become a thing used to reference UFOs. Gotcha. Um, so it was a new like buzzword okay and so like we hear flying disc and think aliens that's especially true for this moment because it's a brand new buzzword all over being used in the news for aliens and ufos specifically imagine being the government and like no one has said anything about aliens and they're they just come out and they're like by the way uh to clarify it was not aliens yeah it's like bro we didn't say that (laughs) we haven't we didn't even get there. Bro, are you good? Y'all are confessing to stuff that we didn't <laughs> ask about. <laughs> and that's sketchy. Uh, and yeah, this obviously sketches people out because the government said it's a flying saucer and then quickly is like, mm, never mind. It's a weather balloon. We lied. <laughs> it was a joke. Um, and like, they know what weather balloons are. They yeah. know what they look like. To mistake for hours that yeah. it was a weather balloon is weird. Yeah. Um, so, like, why would they call it a flying disc for so long and then be like, oh, wait, it's a weather balloon. We didn't notice at first. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> ha, uh, ha. And the USA was already in a UFO or alien craze, like I was just mm-hmm. saying. Uh, so people really latched onto this. 
uh, specifically 1947, had many alien-esque events transpiring. And so why it wasn't like alien-esque is yeah, the name of They this weren't saying episode. aliens yet, but they were saying we don't know what's flying in the sky and that's starting to scare us. Mm. And a lot of this eventually becomes alien aliens. theory. So if it wasn't aliens yet, it was aliens later. Insane. <laughs> um, so people are are scared from this. They're like, what crashed and why are you lying about it? <laughs> um, Get them. One of the biggest events that really got the whole nation's attention happened a few weeks before in, like, the area. Mm-hmm. So not only is it the same time period, it's a similar area. Hate that. Uh, on June 26, okay. a man named Kenneth Arnold came forth with one of the most famous alien UFO sightings ever. So he didn't see a, he didn't see a little green guy. Yeah. He saw UFOs. Uh, he's a pilot, and he's flying slightly off course on his flight okay. by a mountain range. He was flying off course because... A plane had crashed and they didn't know where. And there was a reward put out for anyone who could find mm. the crash site. Um, so he had he had time. He didn't have to be there to where he was getting at any like hard deadline. So he's like, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take swing a, by. Yeah, I'll go look for the crash. I'll stop at Bucky's. Uh, and on his flight, he sees a string of nine bright lights, or like something reflecting bright nine? lights. Yeah. Uh, and these were all like thin disc-like shapes is what he says they're very shiny very reflective things uh and they're like flying super like well they're very they're turning their maneuvering is really impressive okay and they're fast like unheard of fast he's doing the math like they're here on my they're about this far away from this like little thing i have on my dashboard Mm -hmm. so it's estimated but from his estimations and later, like, estimations, these things are flying faster than any known craft at the time. That's crazy. Um, I hate aliens. So the well, sighting... You're smarter than us. The sighting is called the first modern UFO sighting. Okay. Uh, it gets huge attention. And modern here means, like, after World War II. Gotcha. Um, so it's our first one after the Great Wars. <laughs> the Great Wars. Uh, his sighting is also what spawned the idea of UFOs being flying saucers. Mm-hmm. So like I was saying, flying saucers is a new buzzword, as in like a month old. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's crazy to think that that word wasn't always... Yeah, aliens weren't always in the disc. Right, but they are. Yeah. And after- they were. <laughs> we know. They, they always had disc. Disc are superior. Uh, he was flying in very, very clear conditions, which all weather, weather reports cooperate. Oh. Like, it was a clear day. He mm-hmm. saw something, and it was, like, it wasn't, like, Weird. lightning in the clouds that he misinterpreted as something flying by. Um, and his sighting lasted for a good while, so it wasn't super quick. It wasn't like they flashed by. They were going fast, but they were far away, so he could see them moving. moving. Yeah. Ew. And see them, like, turn around stuff, because they were flying by the mountain peaks. Ew. Um, Ew. <laughs> he was also able to give great descriptions because of this, and was able to, like, calculate the distance from him, and give gauges of their speed, like I said. And That's fucking yucky. From his math, these things were flying really fast. That's fucking yucky. And really, really impressively. And now Arnold did not claim that these were aliens when he landed. He okay. didn't come down being like, I saw UFOs, guys. He didn't start like a conspiracy right away. He actually thought it was military testing. Okay. He, he came down and said, hey, I saw military planes. I don't know what they're doing. World War II had just ended. They're worried there's still mili- there's war stuff involved. So he's coming down like, I saw military planes. Are these ours? 
Or are these Ooh. somebody else's? <laughs> That's worse. Yeah, so... Because he didn't come down and say it was immediately aliens. He, yeah, he wasn't starring a conspiracy. He, well, I guess it's a conspiracy that now, there's still a yeah. war going on. Oh, you know, yeah. He's worried that this is not our military craft. Or if it is, why did they have it out in the mountain no, range? Yeah. Um, so, like, it was a different kind of fear. Yeah. Right off the bat. So when he's giving, like, in interviews and stuff, and he, like, comes down and starts talking about it, and people want interviews with him, they're getting him on the news, he's telling, like, military officials about it, mm -hmm. and his, his story feels really sincere, because he's not, like, spreading fear of aliens, he's, like, I, he's super calm about what he's saying, he's very matter-of-fact, he says what he, he says how he does his math, Yeah, it, and that's why a lot of people, you know, this is a very believable encounter for, for yeah. it's it's hard evidence because he didn't think it was aliens yeah he's not playing up the story to yeah. match the alien vibes he's just alien vibes he's just saying what he saw yeah so this is some of the best ufo evidence according to ufo Crazy. researchers because he didn't think, think it was us ufos yeah. isn't that um, always the best evidence though yeah like, ones who they're not trying to to match it to existing stories and stuff they're just saying what happened yeah. unknowing of this other theory that's out there um and he also keeps ragging on that they moved in what he found eerie eerie was the word okay. he described the way that these planes can move i hate that word he couldn't it was nothing they had seen before mm. and you know the technology that sprung up during world war ii is crazy and he was like this is crazier Mm -hmm. crazier than the stuff we've had the last few years uh they moved in unison they moved very quickly gross and they were pulling some pretty stellar turns you know this is why i hate aliens it just scares me yeah what was that it's the planes from chicken little the sky's falling the aliens the, oh yeah <laughs> the aliens the sky's falling the sky's falling <laughs> you know chicken little was revolutionary yeah the sky was made of aliens the sky's falling <laughs> Bro, I've never been more scared in my life. <laughs> I they was really like, the sky is a him. screen. <laughs> they really gaslit him. That too. The sky is falling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but yeah, uh, he lands, reports it. He isn't exaggerating. He isn't freaking out about aliens. He's simply just saying what he observed, and it makes it a very credible source. Cool. And so a month later, Roswell happens. Right. Something crashes. In the same area. It's a disc, like he just saw, and they're like, well, maybe we can figure out what Arnold saw. No, yeah. Um, because there's no such thing as coincidence and these things happened a month apart. Yeah. Gotcha. To add to that, other pilots in the area no. saw them. No! People came down and said, wait, I saw lights in the, in the mountain range that night. <gasps> I didn't know what I was seeing. Arnold had the best view when he came out talking about it. Because but, he went off course. Yeah. and other to the mountains. Yeah, so he was right by the action. But other people was like, no, no, I saw them at this time. And, like, Arnold's, it matches with Arnold's time. Like, That's they have scary. notes that they took. Like, it wasn't, they came down after and made up a story to match his. They're like, no, look, I have notes of when I saw this. No, And look. it's, it, it, like, you can see the distant travels and it makes sense with their math. That's scary. And their math adds up with his. <gasps> they get similar speeds. So it's when, like when they agree and they're separate. Yeah, they're in different planes, can't talk to each other, don't oh know who each other God. are. Um, so, yeah, other pilots see these UFOs and other pilots and other people are what spawn the alien UFO theory. Gotcha. It wasn't Arnold. <laughs> yeah. So the, these other people start coming in. They're like, well, I thought it was aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> like, Charles. Like, <laughs> um, uh, 
Imagine being that guy. You're all sitting around talking about it, like, oh, yeah, you hear the thing Arnold talked about? I thought it was fucking aliens, yeah. but all y'all call me crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you see how they move? That's from another planet. <laughs> the sky is falling. Yeah, no, I, I would love to hear the talks that these people have, because Arnold comes down, and he's like, it's military craft from somewhere, and they're way better than us, and that's scary. Yeah. And someone else is like, no, bro, that's aliens. And they're like, what? It's very much the same vibes as, like, we're all afraid of each other's military tech because we don't understand it and it's yeah. very much reminding me of the spy animals yeah you know i talked about that the other day <laughs> we were talking about like combat whales i believe it was with natalie because she does like monkey research and shit and i was like yeah like you know russia has like whales yeah spy whales like combat whales? combat whales like they found one they were like no that's not a camera we're not spying on you it's for combat purposes <laughs> it's a combat whale and she was like you're kidding and i was like no there's also dolphins like <laughs> They just have war dolphins. I was like, a lot of it was anti-Semitic, but, like, not all of it. <laughs> like, some, some of it, they was, just have combat whales. Some of it was real, bro, and you should be scared. Some of it's still real. Some countries still just have war dolphins. <laughs> Every few episodes, we bring up the combat whales again. It's an important part of our history. It's an important part of our history. It's like, the anime is an important part of our culture. Combat <laughs> whales are an important part of our of culture. Specifically, like, the podcast history. Like, that yeah. was the first time we sat down and you were, like, so... Okay. So <laughs> Russia and dolphins. And I was like, you're bullshitting me. Yeah, I really stretched the limit. We were like, let's make a true crime podcast. And, like, in the first ten episodes, I was like, combat whales. <laughs> and it it happened. And it's still there. It made it onto the internet. Our podcast should not be allowed to air. <laughs> like, we're too good. We couldn't make a decision on a niche, so we just nailed all of them. We were just like, and Fight tell us we it. can't talk about it. It reminds me very much of Dude That's Fucked Up. Like, they just sit down and Anything. talk about shit. Yeah, they no. talked about spontaneous human combustion. They did an episode on lobotomies. Like, that's fun. They really do just talk about weird shit. Hey, like, don't put yourself in a box. Talk about whatever you want. But our shit borders on, like, this is, I think ours is fun because it's the line between real and fiction. Yeah, we have discern it. Like, by the way, SCPs are made up. <laughs> and then the next episode, we're like, this is a true crime that actually happened, no matter how crazy it sounds. This is or real. <laughs> it's fun. Anyway, continue. Anyway, it all takes the world by storm. Okay. Everything happening at once, within a couple months of each other, everyone's going crazy. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's the Roswell incident. Uh, the government, of course, starts investigating uh, and finds another witness. And this one's not a pilot. This is oh. still the Arnold's event. Okay. Because uh, it's really important to, like, the buildup of why Roswell got so popular. Gotcha. So there was a man in a fire watchtower in <gasps> the mountains in the area who had also seen strange, like, shapes and lights in the sky that night. Time's matching up. So it's the third person to come out and be like, we saw something in the mountains. Like, now we just know it was there. We don't know what it was, though. Yeah. We don't know what it was. And I can't tell you what it was. Like, I don't know. They never really reached a conclusion on that one. I hate when people cooperate. Yeah. So Arnold was super serious about it all, though. He, He got a camera to take in the plane with him, and he told the government that if there is, if this is their craft, like, the people have to know because it's starting to freak people out yeah like he was saying if this is the government our government spacecraft you can't lie about this anymore yeah. people are freaking out so arnold's was a cool guy well, he man, was he thought it was military yeah he was super serious about like whatever this is tell the public yeah because they are scared and we can't have that 
<laughs> yeah, no. And then he also gets convinced that it might be intruders from another planet at some point. Okay. Because the government doesn't come out and say anything. Gotcha. So he's like, you know what? Maybe it's not them. Uh, so, but yeah, that event transpires. And a month later, something crashes in Roswell. And they call it a flying disc. And everyone's scared because they're like, Arnold's thing crashed. What is it? Uh, but Arnold saw nine of them, right? Yeah. Okay, so this is just one? It had crashed. Gotcha. Yeah. For whatever reason. Uh, oh, no, they lost a buddy. Yeah. Wait, that's so sad. What happened? Did they get him? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what if your buddy's plane crashes? Do you go get him? Do you risk it? Wait. Did they just have to abandon Does him? the government have an alien in custody? <laughs> Wait, I'm so sad for this little one alien dude who was just, like, left by his little quadruplets. Like, not quadruplets. What are they called? Nine tuplets. Is it nine tuplets? I think so. Because eight eight is quintuplet, right? Octuplets. Octuplets? Oh, because octopus. Yeah. What's quint? Is that six? Is that seven? I don't know. I say nine. (laughs) Okay. Wait, that's so sad. Oh, no, he crashed and they had to leave him. Yeah, and then the government is like, it's a disc. Never mind, it's a balloon. Uh, <laughs> Reminds me of that Zack and Cody episode where London thought she was seeing aliens and it was a weather balloon. It's this, yeah. <laughs> it's like the inverse of that. But at the end of the episode, the aliens fly by. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you realize London was just right and they yeah. were just gaslighting her. <laughs> The sky is falling. TV. The sky is falling. So, yeah. Everyone goes crazy, but nothing can really be proven. The the government collected all the debris and took it to the base. Mm. Sus. The government also provided the press with all the pictures. Sussy baka. They also were super controlling of Mm. the spot. People got arrested because they were walking too far on the outskirts of the (gasps) crash looking for more debris. Oh, my God. So everyone gets super suspicious, but nothing can happen because the government has all of it. So there's no way to progress to do research. So the event is forgotten about for the next 30-ish years. Oh, shit. Kind of just goes by with everyone being like, yeah, it was probably aliens. Was it forgotten about or did the government murder anyone who talked about it? (laughs) It wasn't forgotten about, but it it was at a stalemate for 30 years. Uh, And it gets huge coverage again in the 70s. (gasps) It sparks a lot of new books, shows, and countless articles on mm-hmm. the topic. And some of the reason is because some of those officers were retiring now <gasps> and could start talking about it. <laughs> Their NDAs expired. Yeah, specifically, a man named Jesse Marcel. Cool. Uh, he was interviewed by Shanton Friedman. Okay. Uh, Friedman was a UFO researcher. Pop off. So this is coming from someone who's like, believes it's a UFO. Gotcha. So take it with a grain of salt, but... Uh, Marcel was the man who delivered the debris to the uh, from Roswell area to Fort Worth, where it was kept, where so it was he taken. Transported it. He was the one who had the debris. Shit. Yeah. What uh, was it? <laughs> where the, so like, did you have a little alien in custody? <laughs> was he separated from his party? Please tell me he wasn't. We'll get to it. I'm so worried about this one little dude. He traveled with nine people and now he's stranded. And they left him. <laughs> they didn't do it because they wanted to. No, they had, they had to. to. In the Please intergalactic buckies. Please fucking tell me that this alien is not in custody. <laughs> There's some theories and you're not gonna like some of them. No. I'm just gonna put it like that. No. <laughs> oh my god. If Could you imagine you're traveling, you're so used to traveling with your friends, your little pack, and you get separated and then the government takes you And they get to the toll custody? bridge in space and they're like, can we, yeah, can nine of us 
Eight of us pass. <laughs> so sad. Oh my fucking god, I'm gonna cry for this little alien. <laughs> I hate aliens, but not this one. Him. Him. <laughs> not all men. Not all men. Not all aliens. This poor little dude is fucking stranded in the desert. Is taken in custody by the fucking government. He can't get his little spaceship to start up again. I'm literally crying. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So, Marcel comes. He claims that he wasn't allowed to say anything about the debris when it was in the military base or when he collected it. Okay. But he's now able to talk about what he saw. Cool. And he wants to. Awesome. Uh, He disagrees with the statement that the government put out there. That it was a weather balloon. Okay. He's saying that's not true. Uh, But they had to keep their mouths shut. There Mm. was... High, high up people there that day and they were very much being watched and had to say what they wanted them to say gotcha um gun to your back type situation yeah a great quote from him he said quote they wanted some comments from me but i wasn't at liberty to do that so all i could do is keep my mouth shut and general ramey is the one who discussed told the newspapers i mean the the newspaper the newsman what it was and to forget about it it is nothing more than a weather observation balloon, of course. We both knew differently. So he's saying that... Interesting. But he, he, he named the general. Yeah, he's saying, this general told me to keep my mouth shut and then walked to the newsman and said it was a weather balloon. He was the one that made the first statement that it was a weather balloon. And we, of course, knew that it and wasn't. He, he's saying they both knew that it wasn't and that they were told by someone else to say it. Wow. <laughs> So, then in the 1980s, a book comes out titled The Roswell Incident. And there's the name. <laughs> it was written by Charles Berlitz and William Moore with some help from Friedman, who did the oh. interview. He kind of gives them some of the information he got and helps them do further investigations. Cool. He's not an author of the book, though, but he is cited in it. Cool. From his work. We love a bibliography. Uh, the book claims that the craft went down after being hit with lightning. <laughs> okay which killed the extraterrestrials on board no 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 now this is only one of the theories <laughs> he's dead no the craft had been scouting out planetary planetary weaponry uh and specifically its nuclear technology but crashed after the strike now in deserts and stuff that's where they tested nuclear yeah. stuff so it's saying they knew that they knew to go look in the deserts and that's why he was there. I'm upset. Uh, He's <laughs> dead? Bullshit. And then they're saying the government soon started to cover it up to hide the aliens. Mm-hmm. And they got there first, and they were able to clear it up and make it look how they wanted. Uh, this book holds a lot of the interview that I was talking about. This cool. is where a lot of it really comes out, is in this book. So a major point of interest is that marcel told the authors that the item recovered were not of earthly origin okay it was especially not like anything found on a weather balloon he's saying like it didn't even resemble a weather balloon that this was not a weather balloon and we had no clue what it was gotcha we couldn't figure it out uh the book also claims that all the pictures taken of the crash site showing balloon debris were faked to be given to the press. Ew. Which wasn't allowed, like, the press wasn't allowed close inspection. They were handed what they published. Ew. From the government. And, no. That's an issue. No. Uh, people also claim that the military was super serious, like I said earlier, and controlling during the investigation. People, uh... The fact that it's the military is also sketch. You don't call the military in for a weather balloon. Yeah. 
Yeah. And for them to mistake it, they know what a weather balloon looks like. No, yeah, that's so sussy. Uh, so they had people were from the, like, town trying to get up close to see what was happening, like, why there were so many people being, like, chased or intimidated off. Like, they had a, a perimeter set, mm-hmm. and people were not allowed in. Ew. <laughs> uh, so someone was arrested, like I said earlier, for getting too close to something, the perimeter or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Whatever, like, boundaries they had set were super serious. So, sketchy. Uh, the book also tells stories of bodies being recovered from the site that had to be quickly removed and covered up is he dead <laughs> one theory is that he's dead i hate to break it My to you alien. <laughs> no he could have been unconscious when they removed the body that's worse than he's in custody <laughs> i'm gonna cry uh the, this claim uh specifically of bodies a lot of it comes from grady barnett uh he was he was like a professor at a nearby institution and there is some like credibility issues with him but he is kind of the first one to say like we were out there and there was two crash sites the weather balloon one and the real one like one was staged and he's saying we got there first before the military did and we were sent away and i saw the bodies i saw the real crash site i saw the gouge in the ground and they made us leave and never say what we saw so why is his credibility in question he his story as he gets older some of it changed a little bit and like doesn't match up exactly like gouge was never found in the ground mm-hmm. so some people are like how real or some people disagree that there were bodies some people think this was like a drone mm-hmm. it could still be a ufo alien craft thing but there was it wasn't manned gotcha is some of the later theories there are two schools of thought there's two different, like, UFO research teams that, and they kind of butt heads at okay. the end of this. There's two, like, big theories, it being unmanned and it being manned, and he's on that side, so this side, like, tries to discredit him, and the, the other side is discredited, but it's when a we should mess. all be discrediting the government. Yeah. <laughs> the real issue is the government. Uh, the next big book was released in 1991, and it was written by Kevin Randall and Donald Schmidt. Okay. The book, called UFO Crash at Waswell, added 100 new testimonies to the growing list oh, of people shit. concerned with the cover-up. This book added the claim that there was a gouge in the ground, like I said, and where the, the it was where the real crash had happened, and the press was allowed to come to this other site where they had planted balloon debris. Okay, so um, was the press allowed to come to any site? They were, they could be at, like, that perimeter, I okay. said, but they, it was controlled about what left that gotcha. area. Um, they were, there was also a report in this book that General Arthur Exxon was made aware of debris and bodies. So he was not there, but he had, was on calls mm. that were like, we have to move this, we have to move this. Gotcha. Um... Also in the book is an interview with General Thomas DeBose. He is one of the most he is in one of the most famous pictures from the debris collection. This photo was uh, one given to press and it shows him holding weather balloon debris and he admits these are all staged. <gasps> he comes out in this book and says we we faked those photos. Oh my god. This wasn't the debris. The guy we in collect. the picture is yes, saying it's fake. The guy. <laughs> um there are, again, claims that the real crash site contained bodies in this book. Like I said, there was a gouge in the ground and a mm-hmm. bigger crash than where the pictures were actually taken. Then in 1992, a claim comes up that one of the extraterrestrials was alive and taken into custody. No. 
And this is why I can't research aliens, because I think they're so... He's just so little and green. <laughs> He's... <laughs> what happened to him? Uh, this leads to thousands of hoax claims. Oh. As it gets more popular, more people are like, yeah, I saw it. Oh, my God. Shut and, up. Uh, that's always the issue, is people try to get in on the, like, fame and fun. I fucking hate people. Um, and so different stories, new witnesses keep popping up, and it just gets a little messy. Uh, some of the most popular alien hoaxes come from this craze, like mm-hmm. pictures and stuff like that. So we do have to take a lot of it with a grain of salt now because people were like, yo, look at my photo I got from Roswell. And it's like, you took that in your backyard, dude. Calm down. Shut up. Uh, so many theories were popping up, and everyone began disagreeing, like I said. So, the two, like, UFO school of thought started really butting heads. Uh, so, like, tons of books are coming out, and mm-hmm. people are really grasping at straws. So, some of these fake witnesses are pulled in as evidence. Yeah. So, we're really starting to lose reality here, but we do know from the generals that those photos were faked, that that debris was not balloon debris, and it was a heavily guarded area. Mm-hmm. And there was two crash sites. So even if it wasn't an alien, mm-hmm. we know that something something's happening. Uh, uh, even if it, like, worst case, it was a war plane. Yeah. There was so many conferences, though. These UFO people were really trying to figure it out. So many UFO conferences happened during this time. Jesus. Which is so funny to me that all the UFO people just kept, like, trying to duke it out and figure out what was happening mm-hmm. because something was obviously happening. Oh, yeah. Um, At least we all agree on that. Yeah. The cover-up was agreed by anyone. People who didn't think aliens were involved, they're like, yeah, something's sketchy here. No, yeah. We gotta figure this out. The fact that everybody agrees. So people who didn't believe it was UFOs were going to these UFO conferences. Like, people were just trying to figure this out. And they're out. sitting there like, no, it was a World War II plane. Yeah, they're like, guys, it's not aliens, but y'all do got a lot of evidence, so I'm gonna listen. <laughs> but it's not aliens. Uh, yeah, no, but everyone knew something wasn't being told to the public. Uh, the USA General Accounting Office launches an investigation. Gotcha. So because too many people are getting suspicious Mm -hmm. they're like okay we got to make it look like we're doing something uh we got a friend (laughs) so which made the usa secretary of air force of the air force they launched an internal investigation into what was happening anytime there's an internal investigation it's a fake yeah you can't investigate yourself (laughs) this led to two new reports about the incident and these are crazy because it's the government admitting to conspiracy (laughs) <laughs> oh seriously the first one comes out in 1994 and it admits that the government was covering up something it admits that these were staged it comes out and saying these generals are correct we did stage these photos uh and the something was called project mogul which was a classified military surveillance craft aka it was spying on people from high altitudes <laughs> leftover from the war they were just still spying on the country and that's why they didn't tell people, because the thing they were using to spy on people fell out the sky. <laughs> what the fuck? The next report comes out in 1997, claiming that the bodies were maybe mixed up memories from a different recovery, where they had anthropomorphic dummies, and saying that these old guys were recalling two different crashes, and that one of this one didn't have dummies, but another one did, so like... Maybe that's the alien bodies they seemed. But so many people are very adamant that there was bodies here. So that's where a lot of people come in and be like, y'all are just faking this internal investigation because we know there was at least dummies here. But wait. Why say there wasn't? That has some weight to it, right? Like, that would make sense after the war. Like, no, we kept spying. And it 
it would make sense that they would want to hide that. Because they didn't take it down. But why would you admit that in an internal investigation? Because people were going crazy. There were so many committees happening where people, academic committees were also meeting at this time saying, what is happening here? We have to figure it out. So the government has to give them an answer. And a lot of people say they gave them an answer so people would stop looking for the real answer. Which makes sense. Up but it's like, at what point do we believe the government never is never. the correct answer? But like, exactly. As you, you can't convince someone who also, has a, believes in a conspiracy that it's not real. You also cannot do an internal investigation. Those yeah. oxymoron. You cannot investigate yourself. Inherent bias. Yeah. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, the, the reports mentioned that the balloon was being used to spy on Soviet nuclear testing, but it crashed in New Mexico. Which, yeah. Which, I don't know if you know this, Russia is not in New Mexico. Really? <laughs> um, so, like, could have moved in the uh, atmosphere. I thought you were saying Russia could have moved. No, Russia walked. <laughs> um, no, but the balloon, you know, might not have been where it was supposed to be. Or, like, during the war it was over Russia and it was coming back or it had bumped. Like, whatever. But it's just weird that it was here, crashing here. Also, does, It was spying here. Does that imply that's what Arnold saw then? Why were there nine of them? Yeah, we don't know what Arnold was doing. Probably military testing also. Interesting. Uh, I'll probably come back, circle back to that, because it's, Arnold's thing spawns a whole slew of nonsense that oh, happens. Oh, like separate? Yeah. Cool. Um, outside of the Roswell incident. It just is, like, the basis yeah. of the fear of the word disc that, yeah. like, sprung the Roswell like into the what it was. the same area. If they wouldn't have had said disc no one would probably have thought anything of the Roswell incident because they had pictures of them with the balloon debris. But because a month earlier, some guy said, I saw nine alien discs. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we found a disc. Oh, we mean balloon. <laughs> it made this event what it was. <laughs> one is flat and one is round. <laughs> yeah, y'all really. Please keep up. <laughs> Get to Go back to geometry. Uh, so yes, as you can guess, some people believe this is just a cover-up for a cover-up. Because it is. Because they caught on to the first cover-ups, they're like, oh, we gotta push it back a little, and made a new cover-up, saying it was a conspiracy, but it was just this, like, war machinery. Nothing to worry about. They were spying on people. <laughs> I can't, I'm still thinking about the alien in custody, if we're being honest. <laughs> I've written a whole narrative for him in my head. Yeah, no, it, it yeah that wasn't a good way to say that <laughs> i am going to talk about it goes a little bit further no with the alien and you're not gonna like please it. leave him alone no you're he not. has a family uh there is like i said there's multiple theories because we don't even know if there were aliens probably weren't but might have been <laughs> might have been because there's a lot of different reports so i'm gonna go through a different thing some of these happen at the same time okay. like there's these are the different schools of thought and it's kind of hard to discern who thinks what gotcha uh so i'm gonna do my best to give dates and like bless say what's different the first thing we're going to talk about 1995 a year after the reports come out a video comes out called alien autopsy what <laughs> this video was allegedly taken by an officer shortly after the things were collected from the crash site at roswell this sparked a new alien-centric sensation about the roswell incident so a year later we're kind of back on the aliens conspiracy uh the video is like it, it's a tape it's like someone recording and an alien being operated on and it's very real looking like it's not a it's not animated it's a video of something happening 
In 2006, though, the man who released it did clarify that a lot of the video is a reconstruction from the actual footage that had been mostly destroyed. Mm -hmm. But he was able to get enough of it and, like, salvage enough frames to, like, piece together what was happening. And he can re reconstructed the other frames. Interesting. So, like, rebuilt the video from the frames he was able to recollect uh, to fix up the video. So, a lot of people think, oh, it's all a hoax. What did the alien look like? He's gray. He's a little gray guy big head big eyes was he cute kind of <laughs> fuck he's kind of creepy it. looking i want to see it i just want to see a picture of it what's it, it called alien autopsy yeah alien there is like a parody movie made of it kind of making fun of the situation and like poking fun at conspiracy theorists but there is a real video outside of the movie it was on the news and stuff like oh it was on people the news? thought it was real for a good long while is it that there's well, I've seen the one from the movie more, but yeah, this guy, that gray guy. Which gray guy? There's a lot of them. <laughs> He's not cute. Yeah, I think I was wearing the one from the movie. Let me try to find him. That's so sad. Could you imagine? With the big eyes. <laughs> He's cute. Yeah. But that's the movie one. I think so. This is also one that's seen a lot. He's at the museum. Ew. There's a UFO museum in Roswell now. Um, so we're gonna go, right? Him. This was the one that's always the Roswell. Ladies and gentlemen, him. <laughs> he. Uh, so then, in 1997, another book comes out called The Day After Roswell. In what a it, fun title. Yeah, I know. I love that. Uh, Colonel Philip, Lieutenant Colonel Philip Corso okay. says that he was stationed in Fort Riley at the time. And the day after the crash, he was shown non-human bodies. Whoa. By a sergeant. He had no idea of the event at Roswell yet, but he saw non-human bodies. So he's saying that, like, he wasn't there at Roswell. He just saw. He was at the fort where they were brought. Okay. Yeah, and he didn't uh, he didn't know there was a cover up happening at Roswell. All he knows is he saw these bodies on this date, and then later figured out that the Roswell happened the day before. Gotcha. Uh, oh, imagine. And all that they would tell him was that these bodies were recovered from an air crash. But he said they didn't look like humans. They were too small. They were like weirdly proportioned. These weren't humans, but I was told they were just like hurt in the crash, and that's why they didn't look human. Weird. Um, because they weren't people. He also says in the book that he was part of an operation the next few months that was just taking apart recovered equipment to document it. Like, it was learning how to take something apart and put it back together as, like, practice. Uh, and he, he, what he figures is that they were actually taking apart the debris found at Roswell. What? And trying to, like, reverse engineer it? To try to figure out what was going on. Ew. <laughs> Which means we didn't know what it and was. And they were lying to the people doing it, saying like, oh, this is just like old equipment. Don't worry about it. You know, and, the whole time it does, it's like, it could but be But no one understood it. That. You know. But it sounds like it's either aliens or it's definitely from a different nation. Yeah, like. That might have been spying on us. And uh, they didn't want to tell the public because it's like. Yeah. And they were reverse engineering it to try to figure out before the public figured out. Right. And, like, this guy wasn't aware of Roswell. They just started having to take apart equipment. They're like, oh, it's old stuff. Like, that's why we're still confused about, like, how it worked. You know, we don't really work with this stuff anymore. Yeah. 
but then it's like this is really complicated this is not old this is not old stuff and then later in life he pieced together that roswell happened right before all of that so he thinks he saw the aftermath of roswell in 2007 uh a uh, hot document, H-A-U-T, that's the guy's name, is released in a book called uh, Witness to Roswell. Okay. Uh, the hot document is a sworn affidavit by Walter Hot. Okay. Who had written the original report claiming that the disc had been found at Roswell. Okay. So he re- he made the first report that was later taken back and said it was a weather balloon. Gotcha. Um, He was the dude. Yeah. This document described the debris being recovered and the presence of bodies. This document has been argued, oh, like, with many people believing it's not real, but it does hold some pretty specific and hard-to-know details. Yeah. Um, so, it's questionable uh, whether the hot document means anything. Okay. But it is the guy who made the claim, and it matches other claims. Okay. Um, but it was hard to find, and it's, like... It seems like that would have come out earlier. So a lot of people don't believe in it. Okay. But I didn't want to leave it out because that's kind of crazy. No, yeah. For the guy to be like, yeah, yeah, I heard talk of bodies. And I made the report that it was a disc that they had to take back. Ew. The government also refused to release uh, some of the classified documents pertaining to the event in 2007. Uh, so it, again, made people fall back in conspiracy land. Yeah. There was, like, a question asked, and they're like, we think you have this document, and they're like, we do, but it's classified. So unclassify it. So unclassify it. We have questions, but they, it never got unclassified. Isn't uh, there, like, a time limit on classified documents? Or am I tripping? There is, but there's, like, rules that they can keep stuff, like, uh, redacted, yeah. and if it's still relevant, so if they still have aliens, but they don't want people to know, yeah. they're still researching it, maybe in 80 years, they'll... Be like, okay, we can release it now because the aliens died and we can no longer research them. Also, by the way, we had aliens. Um, but yeah, it was a weird little like, mm, no, can't have it. Still classified. Uh, something interesting happens in 2011. I'm going to say now that this is sketchy and doesn't have much credibility, but it was a big theory and a big scare about the Roswell incident. So I don't want to leave it out. Gotcha. But this is definitely take all of this with many grains of salt all of it (laughs) uh so annie jacobson writes a report on area 51 findings now so many years had passed from roswell area 51 theories had started coming up that this is where they're holding extraterrestrial and weird stuff that the public can't know about so this the aliens at roswell eventually get moved to area 51 okay and so she's saying she's getting this information from all of this um, and she claims in this report that Stalin had hired Joseph Mengel, you know, the infamous Nazi doctor, yeah, to create grotesque child-sized aviators that would scare the American people. So she's saying they made these, she, they deformed dead bodies mm-hmm. and stuck them in this unmanned craft and had it crash to so that when the people. public found it, they would think aliens were invading interesting um which they did think aliens were invading um she also then tried to say that these were the like that was the alien bodies uh her report had like some errors and dates and stuff and like people weren't named so they couldn't fact check it like she was like this comes from this person or like someone told me that Stalin did this so it was like hard to recreate her research so a lot of it's discredited 
and there's also not like evidence no one else can find evidence of this they're not sure where she got her claims from so this is usually pushed to the side but it was really weird that her theory was like this was a war this was war technology but it was war technology to scare us into thinking it was aliens interesting um but it's also kind of scary i don't want to leave it out no yeah because that's like super weird to think that those could have been planted and then the government covered it up instead of making a scare out of it yeah so take it with a grain of salt but it's freaky in 2020 a report was declassified about a different event in 1951 that was all over tiktok right the cia documents or the some documents yeah uh people were reading it and like aliens are real yeah part of it though uh there was a cleanup in 1951 of unknown debris again and in the report officers had really modern hazmat suits that weren't really used much outside of the government and startled a woman so bad that she fainted Mm. so some people think that people's alien encounters were seeing these new hazmat suits that no one like yeah new age stuff and like jumping to the conclusion that That it was was an aliens and a lot of the times witnesses were far away or they were removed quickly plausible deniability these people were moving quickly and taken away quickly too so it like it seemed weird Mm -hmm. but also it's kind of weird to be like yeah it was hazmat suits (laughs) 50 years later 70 years later (laughs) it was a weather balloon yeah that's why were you wearing hazmat suits unknown debris they don't know it i don't give a shit you're telling me it's a weather balloon yeah that wasn't the roswell incident though well, that, yeah, that but... has met who won but yeah that's the the roswell incident i still hate aliens but now i feel bad for them <laughs> it was a cover-up though no yeah it was just war technology and maybe not even that we don't know if it's a cover-up inside of a cover-up mm-hmm. i like that one because of the the like people came out and said these photos were faked yeah and they're like oh so it was aliens and they're like i don't know i heard talk of bodies though yeah and then the government comes out and they're like there was no bodies at this one there was dummies at this other one though but it's like then why do so many people remember bodies here why were there two crash sites why were you arresting people like <laughs> also that whole time you didn't talk about anybody coming back after they were arrested yeah and different things went to different forts you Mm. know and different forts had different experiences like they were trying to spread it up yeah they were trying to disperse it why it's weird because it's like yeah might might have been aliens might have been war technology from us might have been war technology from a different place it could have been either way they were hiding something yeah which is just an issue i like this alien one because i i because i know you're not the the biggest fan of just like plain aliens and i'm not the most either to just be like we saw a ufo and then it went away we think it's aliens i like this one though because the government really was just lying no yeah (laughs) and people were rightfully trying to figure out what was going on and a lot of people just wound up on aliens because that was the only conclusion they could reach that made sense which is like wow but like multiple people agreeing that they saw something and yeah we'll have to come back and talk about arnold's because his gets cool too Mm -hmm. i don't think they ever figured out exactly what he saw but it, it is one of the ones that he sparks the modern wave of ufo sightings mm-hmm. and he doesn't even think it's an alien ufo no yeah and that's the other thing like he saw it and thought military tech at first and now that shows now when we see something scary we're like aliens but like, he wasn't even at that point yet you know his sightings is what eventually turns into us thinking aliens right when we see something that's unknown crazy yeah 
Oh my god. And I'm sorry, the alien might have died. No, I don't like, <laughs> I'm trying not to think about him. He has a family. <laughs> no, like, and friends. for the, let the record show. I don't hate aliens. No, I know, but. Like, it's, but it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do hate, like, Star Wars. Like, I'm not interested in sci-fi. Though. Oh, yeah, I'm I was supposed in, like, to convince you to watch Star Wars. You didn't. I'll, I'll work on it. You I'm failed. not done yet. No? You didn't give me a time limit. <laughs> I hate that. Um, I'm gonna get you on your deathbed. <laughs> you're gonna hold me at gunpoint and, like, you're gonna be sick bed. in the hospital and I'm gonna steal the TV remote and make you watch it. Emily, I would rather die. <laughs> um... I'm ordering our pizza as we're finishing talking. Yeah, but I like, love pizza. I, I mm. To me, every time I hear about aliens, it's like the government is just hiding something else. Yeah. Like, I never believe it's aliens. It shows the huge distrust in American government, yeah. I think, is we're so confused about what they're doing that we'd blame it on extraterrestrials before we believe what they're saying. That. We'd, we'd bl- rather blame something that we cannot prove exist at the level like complexity that that we think they do in these theories no and then believe the the government like we really just don't trust our government which is rightfully so they're always getting caught for doing stuff they lie they're doing internal investigations we can't believe a word of those reports you know they're like yeah this is what happened okay prove it is it a weather balloon or did you stage this m- nonsense too? Like, was it a third thing and this is just your second option to blame it on? And that's the thing. Like, you can never convince a conspiracy theorist because there are so many plot holes. And it's like, they can't convince you of anything because they'd have to give up all their secrets. That. And but part of their secrets was it was spy technology and they were spying on people. But it's like, bro. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. What the? What? But like. If it's the truth, just say that. Yeah. Like, internal investigations, no. No. And that is the second sketchiest thing. Like, it would have been better for y'all to bring in a different organization, or at least a different part of the government. Yeah. Like, not the no. military. You can't have the Air Force investigate the military. You can't, yeah, no, the Air Force investigate the Air Force. No. Like, bro. It wasn't even a different branch of the military. Y'all didn't even try and pretend. Y'all didn't even front. Like, I hate the reports of people like come, the guy who said like, I didn't even know Roswell had happened the day before. That. I was not involved in Roswell. I was shown non-human bodies the day after though. And I didn't realize till years later that those days were right next to each other. And that's absolutely insane. They really just like. Where did those, where did those bodies come from? Yeah. What event was he talking about? Yeah where i want to read all the books too because some people have wild encounters and there was just so like i said that second book added a hundred witnesses yeah there was so many accounts that i didn't even talk about like i had to cut out because there was just so much people would be like i saw this i saw this when i went to roswell that day this happened you don't know which ones are fake mm-hmm. you don't know which ones are real i really I, I tried to include a lot of the military ones though yeah. because they were people saying i was could not talk about this you know, just the military had me under lock and key, could not talk about this. I'm retired now, I'm talking about it. No, yeah. And that's scary. But it's like... And those people were distrusting of the government more than a lot of the conspiracy theorists. Mm -hmm. They were part of the military and came out saying, they're doing something and we have to figure out what it is. Yeah. 
I was a, a, a pawn in the giant... They spread it up, though, so no one no one person knew everything. And, like, that's... That's scary. That's worse. And the person that did know everything, the one guy, will never talk about it. Yeah. That's one of those things that there was probably three people who knew the entire story, and they were on opposite sides of the country, so if one of them was killed, the other one was fine. Yeah. It's one of those things. Which is... Not it. Not it. And I'll be the first one to say. This was an interesting episode also. It. Wasn't it? We talked about guy confessing to killings he didn't do. Fucking Henry. Henry, come on, bro. (laughs) And the government confessing to things they didn't find. (laughs) Government confessing to things they didn't find. Oh, weather balloon. Bro, come on. (laughs) You said it's a flat disc never mind it's a circle sphere thing like how do you blame it on a disc and then a balloon because they were covering it up that's such a bad cover-up though dude i'd hate to be that guy that was the disc report though because i'm no, sure yeah. they were like wait we weren't supposed to say that and he just didn't get the memo yet and so he told the first news reporter yeah we found a disc and they're like wait 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 wait, wait. and then at home you're just like am i gonna die tomorrow like <laughs> fired they're doing something i'm <laughs> discharge or something i'm gonna die tomorrow yeah i thought the alpha david was the sworn alpha david was super interesting because it wouldn't like it wouldn't that document wouldn't be able to be spread you Mm -hmm. know it's not like they would give that to the press a lot of people are like oh we would have gotten this earlier you don't know that there's documents we still don't have that we're trying to unclassify that still gets me like i remember the um that like TikTok. Whoa, that promo code that I just found online worked. Yo. That's the first time that's ever happened to me. I googled Papa John's promo code. The first thing that popped up, I typed it in and it worked. Yo. Whoa. Sick. <laughs> Peeps. Well, thanks for listening, podcast. <laughs> We're eating pizza soon. No, yeah. Like, sorry, podcast. I'm not trying to ignore you. I'm definitely no. just ordering pizza. I was trying pizza. to think of more to say, but that's my closing statements. I don't trust the government. And I don't and think anyone shouldn't. in this country does or should. And that's the thing is you really just shouldn't um, because they are. Because they did just lie about something here. Lying. And admitted that they lied and gave us an answer, which is probably not the real answer. Yeah. But we at least know they did cover it up for 70, what, not 70, 50 years. Yeah. Why does Papa John say my estimated time of delivery is 64 to 74 minutes? Interesting. Yeah, 2.38 doesn't seem like a time everyone would be ordering pizza. 2.38 on a Monday? Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess people are about to, like, school kids are getting home. So, they like, parents might be getting pizza, early dinners and stuff before, like, extracurriculars start. Yeah. I would always have to eat early dinner before robots. Before, yeah. But, like, and it was pizza a lot of the time. Hmm. We should end this episode. Guys, I hope you enjoy your next pizza. I hope you enjoy (laughs) your next pizza. I, I'm going to be real with y'all, I believe in aliens. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, as you should. I also hope you enjoyed this episode.
I'm trying to think of like closing statements. I really don't have any. Don't it, trust the government. Literally, just because I'm enjoy your pizza. pizza. Don't trust the government. Enjoy your pizza. Don't trust the government. Thank you for chilling with us. Um, Follow us on everything. Uh, this is in the the midst of weird episode spacings. Yeah. So sorry about that. I'm in Arizona, catching prairie dogs. <laughs> You'll hear from Emily sometimes, though. Especially Maybe. in the Discord. I'm gonna try to post. We're gonna make a thread for my prairie, prairie dog dogs, pictures. Yeah um and other fun things i find out in arizona so if you're interested need updates from me you can find them there all right or my instagram that (laughs) bye podcast